and welcome to episode 419 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. Hi, Ed. Hi, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Anything exciting new going on with you, Ed? Um, let's see. Um, this past week was the finale of Legends of Tomorrow. And a couple oh, okay. weeks, it's going to be a new season of Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> You ever you ever have that feeling, you know, you you're just doing something out of, just you don't know, have no emotions to anymore. You're just doing it out of like muscle memory. <laughs> you can't right. you can't stop no matter how hard you try. That's what that's what watching Legends is like anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, it's gonna be it's been the fun ride. Uh, it's continuing on for another season apparently. So. Uh, I think the CW has nothing to to fill the the void, I guess. So they're you know like uh, it's just cheaper to put them on for another season. Let let's do this, you know. I mean, they still have they have other they have other superhero shows. I mean, they have the Lois and Clark show, the Batwoman show. Um, oh, for how long that's gonna last? Uh, Star Girl, I think, still on there somewhere. Um, you know, even though I think it's more prominent on uh, um, on HBO Max than the than the CW, but, uh, cause I saw commercials for it. So I think it was like when, when uh, super women Sunday or something, like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> they think, I think they're doing the Batwoman, star girl, like team up type of thing. So not like they're going to, you know what I mean? No, right. It's, it's like hey, two shows. Show, right. It's like the animation domination. It's right. all the, all their cartoon shows on one day. Right. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, um, uh, you know, you sorry, I dropped something. Okay, <laughs> wanted to make sure I picked up with my bottle of water. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, you know, um, all, all I'm gonna say is, is that you know, you you really hit the when when you really hit the the end of it is as fact is is that like when you go aliens like <laughs> like alien invasion. You know, you know, like the series is in trouble, you know, kind of thing. And they that was this past season. So, <laughs> so that that's the thing you have to look forward to, you know, if if anybody wants to catch up on on legends. And so, um, yeah, I, I eventually do. It's one of those bingeable shows when I'm not doing something else. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel that it's a show that you could probably binge through and just half pay attention to and still enjoy it. You know, and, yeah. You know, and I, I think that's that's the best way to. But if you're if you're one of those like dedicated fans, like you're going, this is a week to week thing for me, and I have to watch it, and da da da, and like I'm you're crazy. So, <laughs> uh, uh, don't 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 think oh you're just terrible. No, I watched it every week. <laughs> I I watch it, and I'm like, wow, this is low entertainment. And I keep watching it because I got nothing else. I'm like, I'm like, think well, they, I mean, you know, now I mean, the, now for me, the upside now is of course. Wednesdays we've got what if you know and and right. <laughs> I watched this did you watch uh, this week's uh, what if I did I did um, I I liked it I thought it was okay um, I mean if you really want the full Marvel zombie experience I would tell you to read the first run of the comic because um, it was written by Robert Kirkman uh, Kirkland the guy who writes The Walking Dead. Um, so it it's very very gory. I mean, I, I thought this one was nice and all. It was cute, 
And I mean, cute in that, like, oh, I'm glad they did it. I, 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 and I thought, obviously, as always, animation is stunningly beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, even in the grotesque, I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool. That's neat. No, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, there was the, obviously, when you read the comic book, it involves more characters and not just the local, hey, the MCU characters. Right. Um, so there's, and there's definitely more, um, I would say it's, it's, it is very mature uh, for Marvel. I mean, like, there's blood, there's gore, there's guts. Um, there's some, like, some really, f- like, uh, for example, Ed, have you read in, ha- have you read the Marvel Zombies? No. No, I have not. Okay. Um, here's one of the things, because because when they turn zombies, they're not just brainless, mindless idiots. They actually still have, they still have full control of of their thoughts they just are overcome with the sensational need to feed uh-huh. and to eat so there is um what i would say probably one of the worst things is uh, just to kind of the tip of the iceberg is that peter parker as spider-man in the comic book uh goes home and he actually kills mary jane and eats her and but while he's doing it he's he's fully aware that he's doing this and he's like crying and sobbing and he yeah, he's telling Aunt May to go go hide in the closet or something just get away but he still gets her too like and that's just one little section of the book uh-huh. you know and it's like you're like oh and he fully is aware that he knows what he's doing and he just can't stop himself it's like that that torment of be, of being a zombie in that world um but overall I mean that that first run I mean I've read it's not something they do like every month. It was like kind of like, hey, special engagement. Like here's the first time they did it. It was like, oh my god, and it was really really good. And then because it was such a hit, I think like every year they do like a Marvel Zombies this and Marvel Zombies that. And I think they had like a like Deadpool, you know, running around with like as a zombie, but just the head. You know, um, huh. I think uh, I think they even involved Ash from the Evil Dead. I think at one point, huh. you know. So it's, it's but it's it's a really fun series. But at that first run, whoo heavy. But as far as the show goes, I like it. I thought it was great. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It was like, all right, I see what you guys are doing with that. I mean, clearly you you only have so many pieces that you can play with. So like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> like you know, what do you think of it? I thought this was the best episode out of all the episodes really? so far. Oh yeah, I was I was blown away by this. This this is this is what this is what like like it's like finally Disney you're doing something that you're pushing the envelope a little bit more than you need to and you're doing a great job doing it. That's how I felt about watching this episode. You know what? Ed? I, I'm I never really thought of it that way. I mean, that was pretty pretty mature for for a Disney Plus animated channel. exactly you know that's the saying like like that was a little bit over the top and you're going there you go that's that's why we love you you know <laughs> that's right. that, that's that you know like like after a while when you disney fi stuff and it's not that great and you're going you know, it's disney fi <laughs> you know kind of thing but this is this is the reason why like you got it right like this is this is finally some whoever did this should do more stuff like this or or you know <laughs> Not more zombie episodes, but more like pushing that envelope just a slight bit that made it more enjoyable. Granted, like I said, there wasn't all the pieces of the puzzle there, so you you're not getting like other characters that you could have gotten because it's you know we don't have like 
because they're using the the the, the rogue character or like the, the cast of characters i should say that right. we all know from the movies so that way it makes it easy for them they dumbified it down i'm gonna say i know nobody else wants to say that but i will you know for the for the for the casual marvel fans that are marvel fans but not really because they're getting all their stuff just like dc they're getting their stuff off their movies and not you know actually reading a comic book but you know, it was it was to me it was like it was like wow like this was this was a really good push in a, in a direction you going okay like I hope next week there it's going to be better like you know like I hope we don't you know I mean like right, the other episodes were good I I did like the the uh, the serial killer one you know like the you know right. killing all the marvelers that was another one but this one was really kind of like really over the top and the whole thing and uh, you know because I actually saw it with somebody I saw. It with, friend of the show Dave Sipon and we were talking about it afterwards and you know it was like this back and forth conversation like I'm like this is this is the reason why you know like they made this and it's just like it's so it was so good to you know because he was like what about this and this stone and, and, and you know so it was like that timeline of putting trying to fit that into the movie cinematic universe and it did it fit like they they thought of it and I'm like well this this could have happened or this could have happened I mean because you don't know the whole story so you don't know every, how everything goes on but it could be explained away like a lot of different things that were you know pointed out that weren't there and i'm like i'm like you this is not like you know you're taking a real leap of logic you're just you know you can do this you know you can actually have a conversation about it afterwards and going that was fun like that was that was like the worth of the price of you know watching this you know so it was i like i said i just really enjoyed it i you know i mean did it have probably have flaws probably i didn't see them so I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone, like, as a person who read the comic book, I could probably pick it apart and go, well, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. Wasp wasn't, uh, Wasp was in it, but not, they did the um, Black Panther thing in the in the show was close to the comic book version. Hmm. You know, so I was like, all right, they did that. I mean, that was, that was in there. Um, but I mean, the guy, I, I couldn't, I always kind of take it as like um, when you see a movie of a book that you love, you, it's not going to be a hundred percent faithful interpretation right. of what you read, um, and you can't like you have a half hour to tell the story, and like who I mean when they had Giant Man in the comic book, it was not Hank Pym, it was the, this, it wasn't even Scott Lang, there was like a, an African American guy who I forget his name, uh, it was played by. I, think Lawrence Fishburne in the Wasp movie uh, uh-huh. it was his character that was you know a giant zombie you know that uh that got like you know tore through a city like it was just like so there was like little things but I mean, ultimately when you have a half hour and it's a subject that no one's ever really you've never really seen before especially if you don't read the comics you know, and you're there just because it's like, oh, well, it's Vision, it's Doctor Strange, it's all these people that I know and love, and you twist them around, and you just kind of have to take it as, like, a separate work. You right. can't, it, you know, it, it's, but as as a person who loves the that the comic, I'm like, I would always be like, okay, like, if you, I would be like, you know what, if you like the show, read the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, the wasn't there like a TV show that ended? If you like our story, read the book. <laughs> <laughs> now it's scholastic books and everything. <laughs> it's, it's back in my head. There's some. There's there's a. Well, if you enjoyed our story, you should go read the book at Scholastic Books Incorporated or whatever. 
<laughs> something in my head is just ringing around like some memory locked in my head that vaguely remembers that. Anyway, all right, what else you do? Uh, like I said, though, I when when I saw it, we also did see a movie as well uh, this week, and I'm on the like I said, I've been collecting his movies and I'm watching him the Terry Gilliam films uh, that he's made, that he's directed and made. And uh, this time around, uh, I had Dave pick because you know I because <laughs> it's like some of them I've seen, you know, some you've seen and some you haven't, you know, kind of thing. And you're and you're going and you're and I and I I recommend it like and I told him about it. I was like, I know I saw it. I said the man who killed Don Quixote because we saw Zero Theorem a few weeks ago, and you know he's he was confused as much as I was, but I kind of got it. I understood it. What's that? No, I was like right. He's like sometimes you just have to. I, I, Terry Gillen movies can be kind of like confusing. You just go, well, it was kind of a fun ride. I don't know what I was. I supposed to learn something. <laughs> if I did, I totally missed it. Um, but that scene was cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'd say like, like the Z- the Zero Theorem is one of those movies that's just really out there. It's probably I'm, I'm probably going to watch it like a few times just to grasp all the ideas, the ideals from it. But like the man who killed Dion Coyote, it was. It was perfect. Like you, you understood it. You, you could follow it. You knew it. You knew how it was gonna. You didn't know how it was gonna play out. How it was gonna unfold. But the journey was worth it. Like you, 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 as it was unfolding in front of you, you're going, "Oh wow, this is this is bizarre." But it's great. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a flow that I can understand. You know, getting, getting, get into. So this time around, we picked Tideland. Was the movie um, that 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 Dave picked? Uh, this is a 2005 film. And um, you can actually see it for free on Tubi. So if you, you know, if anybody's interested oh, in seeing that it, how you watched it? What's that? Is that how you watched it? No, I actually bought it. Oh, <laughs> I collect, I collected all these movies on Blu-ray, and DVD, whatever, whatever I can find, you know, get my hands on that wasn't expen- overly expensive. Uh, I'm, is that with Jeff Bridges and Jennifer Tilly? That's the one. Okay, I reason I'm, I'm just. I'm like, okay, the plot. Because of the actions of her irresponsible parents, the young girl is left alone in the decrepit country estate and survives inside her fantastic imagination. <laughs> I'm gonna say this about the film. I enjoyed it, <laughs> Dave. I don't know. <laughs> he was stunned. And it, it's 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 one of those things where Dave has brought movies over. I've watched them. I'm going. What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I say this with all affection because I adore Dave. He probably went. Oh, Jennifer Tilly's in it. Maybe we get to see her boobs. She. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't even know Jennifer Tilly was in it. I just put oh, all these okay. movies out, and I actually picked some other movies, like some oddball movies, because he does he likes oddball movies. Like I picked because uh, yeah. I haven't seen it in a long time. They live. I bought. I just got it uh, on DVD. You know, it was cheap, and I was like, oh, you know what? I don't have it, and you know, I, I did enjoy it the few times I did see it. I'd like to see it again, so I, I, I pulled that out. An old Roger Corman movie uh, was the answer to Star Wars. Again, like, you know, everybody was trying to make a buck, and Roger Corman's was Battle Battle Beyond the Stars. That's you know what I keep seeing that over at Best Buy's got a um, a steel book limited edition. Yeah, on it, right? <laughs> okay. Is so, that the one you, did you buy that? No, I no, I didn't buy the steel book limited edition. Oh, okay. I I bought it on DVD. It was like real cheap. You know, kind of thing. Because, like I said, I'll I'll scour like you know eBay or or Amazon. I have gift cards for Amazon, so I'll like once every once in a while I'll go to a spree, you know, and go all right, what movies? And then I'll find the most obscure stuff because it's like you know you can find Batman and, and Superman movies and and you know Marvel movies and stuff like that. You can find them relatively anywhere easily, you know, kind of thing. 
because they're hot sellers, you know, kind of thing. But every once in a while, there's a movie I think in my head. And I'm like, and you know what? And like I said, though, like Terry Gilliam, though, I watched a few of his films and I'm like, and you know what? I really do like his movie style. Like, I do like that bizarreness of it. I'm going to try and find every movie. So that's what I said. So that's why I end up bought every one of them. I have every movie he's ever made so far. Um, okay. I, I actually, while you were talking, I, I looked up IMDb and looked up all his directing credits. I'm going to say, like, let's pull out um, most of the Muddy Python stuff because, I mean, he's known for Muddy Python, mm-hmm. but he's also, I'm, I'm sure you have Time Bandits. Yes. Um, I don't know if Jabberwocky is another one that he did. Yes, he did. Uh, I have um, it. Okay, okay, I have not seen that one. Uh, the Crimson Permanent Assurance, that was 1983. I, it's a Muddy Python thing, so let's move on. Right. Uh, Brazil, I have that one. Yeah. Um, the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yes. Um, the Fisher King. Yes. Twelve Monkeys. Yes. <clears throat> uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, Secret Tournament, I don't know what that is. Um, it's, but the picture says Scorpion K.O. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I didn't know what that one was either. I didn't. I didn't buy that one because it wasn't really a feature film that he that he was listed in. Gotcha. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna skip over that one. Um, the Brothers Grimm, which I have that one too. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's Tideland, uh, Le Court de Grands. Uh, probably not gonna be. It's a three hour, three and a half hour movie. It's probably French. I'm gonna say. Either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Imaginarium of Doctor Personis. Um, that is Heath Ledger's last movie. Uh, he died while it was being filmed. Yeah. And they replaced, well, Johnny Depp and Jude Law went to Terry Gilliam and said, hey, we want you, we want to take his role. Like, they, they split into three people, essentially, his his role. Which I've seen, and it was weird, but it works for that character. Because like, sometimes he's Heath Ledger, sometimes he's Johnny Depp, and sometimes he's Jude Law, depending on the scene. Right. So, all right. Um, then there's the Legend of Holodega. I don't know. I don't know. I know. Right. Uh, the Holy Family. W H O L L Y. By the way, um, it's 20 minutes, so it's a short. Yeah. Oh, the Legends of Holodega is 15 minutes, so they have like little short things. Yeah. Uh, then the Zero Theorem and the Man Who Killed John Quixote. So it looks like you got the 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 meat of them. Yes. You know? I mean, I do have the Mighty Python movies. You know, like the uh, yeah, Search for the Holy Grail. The the yeah. Uh, life of Prime and, and Meaning of Life, you know, the three big. Yeah, so, so you know, but thanks. So, so I'm going to see this. This is probably like the – it's it's it was bizarre because the first, like, you know, minute or whatever, it's Terry Gilliam standing in front of the screen, and he describes the movie. He goes, look, you have to look – you have to you have to take all you know now in life and disregard it and think of of a young kid – you know, and he goes, "This is this is me being a twelve-year-old girl." Enjoy. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna flag on the play for a second. Yeah. Uh, um, which okay, you know what? Him saying that, everyone kind of chuckles, and you go, "Okay, fine, a wild ride." But it's weird because Kevin Smith said when he did yoga hosers, he was trying to put himself in the tween girl mindset. So I'm like, maybe that's a thing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I mean, okay, so apparently you were able to put yourself in a teen girl mindset, but Dave was not. No, no, and 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 the the thing the thing is, I couldn't really either because I could I could only see it in my eyes because there were scenes in there that you going, it was cringeworthy. It was it was it was good and cringeworthy at the same time. It's it was it was unbelievable. It was one of those things where the where the girl is telling a story, 
basically what ends up happening is is they and the, the 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 best is what they you know the the short synopsis that I have here on my Ruku thing it says after her parents die from drug overdoses a girl copies or copes with in, by inventing a fantasy world populated by squirrels and severed doll heads. And it's it's bizarre because she has these doll heads and like she has them on her finger and she, she her voice basically she has maybe like a like she tries to do like a little an accent or something like that because she has it it's from Texas so it's like it's it's that southern drawl sounding voice that she has but she also does like she does like a British like girl and she does another one like a and the one's scared and then once one sounds gruff like she smoked a lot and she's doing all voices for the heads yes and the, and the thing is there's there's times where you don't see her you see her lips moving and then you don't see her lips moving uh, and it's that it's that fine edge of thing and then every once in a while you look at a doll head and a doll head looks back at you <laughs> you know it doesn't have the blank stare like just like you know that surprised look like it like right. turns its eyes and looks at you and you're like <laughs> you know it, it, and it's that right moment too like, like when it happens and and she basically like her her mother dies first, and the father, who plays by Jeff Bridges, takes her to his mother's house to live, and it's this run down farm that that's like weeded out, you know, kind of thing, and the and the house is a mess, you know, kind of thing, and he he's a heroin addict, and he's like shooting up like through the movie, and you go in, but which to me was more cringeworthy is the fact is that the kid sets up the kit for him. You know, it's like one of those type of things you're like, like she, she's, he says he's going on vacation and he's, you know, shoots his arm and, you know, does a thing. She helps him do that basically, like puts him on vacation. And it's just like, that to me was heavy, like to, to watch that you're you're going, you know, this 12 year old kid is basically, uh, you know, shooting, helping her her, her mother or father actually, because her mother was on methadone and she died of an overdose one night. And that's the same. So he dies basically like the the day they get there, like that night. Like he, you know, sits in a chair and he, he zones out and he disappears, you know, because like, through the movie, like there's there's times he goes, she goes back to him, you know, before he dies, and he's like just sitting there, and and you could see him kind of move slightly, you know. So you're going, okay, he's still alive. But then after a while, I kept saying, like, I think he's dead. Like he hasn't left that chair in like days. Like he's still sitting there. I, I, I don't. I don't think they that goes this long to be OD, you know, on, on on one hit. Like I don't know. I mean, like I, I'm not a drug user, so I can't tell you, right. you know. But I'm like, I'm thinking in my head. I'm thinking there is no way that he is still alive because after a while he's not moving, and then eventually his tongue sticking out. Right. <laughs> so that's the indicator that you know. And then there's flies flying around, you know, kind of right. thing. And it was just, it was just so bizarre because then now she's trying to fill her time and she's talking to these doll heads and the squirrel. There's a squirrel that's running through the house basically like through the attic and stuff and there's like this hole that goes through so she she's going out and down the fields and playing and she meets this woman who's covered up she's like playing with these rocks and all and the and the and the, and the woman's yelling at her like no you don't have you don't have respect for these rocks because i guess they were set up in a way that it represented something and, and i couldn't figure out what it was i was thinking i guess you have to read the book for it to because it is based off a book um, but, but then after that, like, like she, she goes home and she's talking to the doll heads and she's explaining that she met this wonderful woman and they're going to have a picnic tomorrow and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, that conversation never happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the woman's, the woman's, 
because she's like, I'll meet you here tomorrow. And the woman says something like, like, now, nah, okay, whatever. And she goes, okay. And she runs off. And then she tells like the doll heads that she's going on a picnic with this woman and they're going to have a great time and da, da, da. But they can't go. You know, they, they have to stay behind that the doll heads and the doll heads want to go. And she actually has to put them in a trance so that way they can't uh, disturb their, their fun, you know, kind of thing. And then she goes. <laughs> Okay. And she goes and finds the woman and finds their house. And it's like the next farm over because these are big, huge farmlands. It's like a house like in the middle of nowhere, basically, you know, kind of thing. And um, the, uh, the the woman has a delivery coming and the, the delivery guy's a young guy, you know, kind of thing. And they kind of set up a, a, like a prearranged arrangement and basically now the the girl they, they go into this like shed or whatever and, and the so the girl follows them she's like like not seen you know kind of thing. she's hiding away like looking and and you know i guess spying on them well here she has sex with the, the kid basically to get the like free food or whatever because because it doesn't look like her place is like she's doing well you know kind of thing so i guess that's how she you know she basically you know they so she runs off but she leaves a piece of clothes behind so she now the woman now knows that you know she was there you know kind of thing and then another time she she spies on him and she has a brother and the brother is uh looks like it was she was lobotomized i'm not sure he was something happened to him where now he's not fully mentally there. You know, he's, um, uh, I can't think of the, I, I, I'm trying to think of a nice word to say it, but he's retarded, basically what it comes down to. And he, he ends up trying to get into the house that, because he, she, it's like this is, like days go by and all. She goes back home and she goes to sleep and then she hears a noise and here the, here the, 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 the kid, the, the retarded guy comes in and, says oh i'm sorry the door was open i thought you know the old lady was here but i know she's dead and that's what she keeps he keeps saying and then he's wearing this this uh uh you know uh, face mask that you wear for like if you're going uh, scuba diving you know kind of thing one of those big round glass things you put over your face you know that's not glass it's plastic but you know you, you so that way you could see underwater you know and you'd have a, a tube or whatever or a breathing apparatus so he's wearing that and one flipper and you he's wearing you mean water goggles well, was it wasn't a goggles? It was like a one big goggle, like kind the of ma- thing. The mask. The yeah, the mask. The yes, scuba okay. mask. Thanks. Okay. I couldn't think of I couldn't think of the word, but he's but he's telling me he's telling her that he has a he's a he's a captain of a submarine and he's swimming around and the weeds are like the water, you know, kind of thing. Like so, this is where the fantasy element comes in. So now she's swimming with him in the in the in this water, you know, kind of thing. And he has a he has a submarine and it's basically a, like a like a run down tree with like with like like metal and stuff around it that's like a fort like type of thing that's his submarine and all and he's you know he's just playing is basically what it is but he's an adult like you know and he's but he's a mind of a child so you know and as 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 they progress they become friends basically and um she he tells her that the old lady that used to live there his her grandmother they used to kiss and you know and then he would tell her that he have her he'd have his tongue she would have his tongue and it and it tickled in his mouth like kind of thing and it's like and if you've seen this guy you're like yeah <laughs> yeah you have to see a, a picture of him because his teeth are sticking out and you know and he just looks hideous looking and you're like like ooh like you know like it was like it was like ah uh, but it was just like if I'm, but I'm thinking yeah I was really young and I'm thinking oh my god I think the I think the old lady was like you know 
diddling a young kid, you know, and you're like, whoa, like, you know, like, like now you're like, now it's like that heavy, you know, like moment comes back, you know, kind of thing where, where fantasy and reality like flip back and forth through the whole thing. And, and, but the, when you get to the end, it is so, it's so brilliant. And the, and the girl survives basically. And you're going, wow, that was just, that was just a wild ride. Like it was, it was, it was fun. It was creepy, but it was fun at the same time. And I'm like, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I recommend it if, but you say it, it's very deep and it's very, very creepy. So I was like, if it's not, that's not what you want, you know, kind of thing. It, it, I wouldn't recommend it, but uh, you know, if, if you like kind of like like a horror fantasy, because I think that's where I read it somewhere. It was like like horror fantasy film. And you're like, yeah, I think that I think that fits the bill. <laughs> like, yeah, hey. yeah. Let me see. I'm trying to find it. It was it was here on the disc. I think it was. Yeah, horror fantasy, horror slash fantasy, and I I I, I do think it fits the bill. It's not a gory horror movie. But it's that creepy horror movie that you're like you cringe at times, and it's and it's not like a monster jumping like a jump scare type of thing. It's that it's that reality of what's actually happening in life and how it's described by children, and you're like, wow, like that is just like bizarre. But it was like I said, I I really I I dug it, I enjoyed it because it was just like it was that moment you're you're like going. This is this is this is the horror movies I like, you know, like kind of thing. It's not like you know, there's a killer and he's gonna, you know, thing. And you hear the bones crunch and it's gonna be creepy and there's gonna be blood everywhere. And it's gonna be great. I'm like, nah, it's not really my cup of tea. But like that that harsh reality, that heavy reality of, of like, so your 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 brain is just not gonna recover from basically, and and you know, and then it's described in, in the, the the most innocent way, and you're like. Wow, like I don't even know what to say. Like I'm just, I'm just blown. Like it, it, you know, like I'm, I'm, I just, I just can't, you know, like. And it, but to me, it was, just, it was a fun ride. It, it was, it was, it was, it was creepy and fun at the same time. I, like I said, I said, if you like those weird, bizarre things, you know, and to me, it made sense. Like it, it fit in, you know, kind of thing. You didn't. The ending is not where you expected it to go, and you're like, okay, but it still works, and. You know, it's it's not terrible. What it was a good ending. You know, just like didn't see that coming. You know, <laughs> for for a, a long time, and you know, and it was just it's it. But it was some of the characters you still don't know the the answers to. Like you know, like some of the things didn't resolve themselves. So you're kind of like they're left with some open questions about things. But you know, I, I was able to piece some things together as as the movie progressed. You're like, oh, okay, this person's related to this person or this person knows this person for this reason and you know i'm not going to get more more detail than that you know for you is you know because you have to watch it but uh um it, it was good <laughs> all right well you sir what did you do this week um let's see um let me get my notes well i i guess first i should start off i said i'm really angry at warner brothers okay um so, uh, you know, this past week, we had... Um, <laughs> I think I knew what you're... <laughs> we had the release of Justice League. <laughs> yes, I know what you're angry about, because I'm angry too about this. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> like, uh, best way to put it, there's no digital copy of that movie. <laughs> if, you, if you want... First of all, if you want to watch the Justice League, it's not on... I, might, it, I think the Justice, Justice is gray version is on HBO Max at the moment, and I think that's the only version mm-hmm. at this time. Um, I can't go and look. Um, 
but I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the only version. However, so I'm like, you know what? Uh, Tuesday, I'm on vacation. And I'm like, all right, well, I want to pick up this movie. And I wind up sleeping in late. And I'm like, well, it's the Justice League. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure it'll be commonplace. Right. Because, yeah. you know, nope. like, I, I figured as much. The problem is, I, my, my day kind of started like almost like around noon that day. And Stacy and I had to go out. I'm like, well, while I'm out, let me go stop at Target. Not there. Um, we eventually wound up buying it at Best Buy out in the Willow Grove area, meaning that I had to drive like almost like 30 minutes to go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, excuse me. Had I known that there was an abundance of them at the Target that's close by to the, that's close to that Best Buy, I would have just gone to Target and bought it because I stopped there like on the way home to see like what else there might have been out. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like the, they must have just restocked or something because there was a shit ton of them. I was like, motherfucker, I could have just bought it here instead of having to just go through all that aggravation and being like, it stays like there's only three left. And I'm like, well, fuck, we got, I guess we got to buy it that way and go pick it up. And I get there and because I went by myself to go pick it up and I grab it and, on, and I just see Blu ray. And I'm like, what do you mean just Blu ray? And I'm like, did, was there not? Because I saw like you know like little signs like the steel books were just the Blu-ray or the, it was Blu-ray and the 4K version, mm-hmm. no digital copy. Especially like when it comes to like the Best Buy special edition steel book. I'm like, well, I don't really want that. You know, I don't I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the point? I'm gonna just go with basic, you know, basic Blu-rays, the high def stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I I get in the car, I open it, I'm like, I can't, yeah, yeah, I got it. I mean, and I'm like, wait, no, no no digital copy like what the fuck so I'm, I'm sitting in the car and like right away I'm, I'm at this moment in time going do I return it like you know and do I be that guy like you fuck them you know and, and then I start but first I was like okay well let me go look online maybe there is a reason you know thinking that maybe it's just there's, there's a legit because in my head I'm like okay well it's only this version there's like a 20 minute special edition thing like like special feature and Zach's talking about all three movies is as like they just sat him down to have a counter conversation like normally I would have thought there would have been a bigger deal about putting us on Blu-ray mm-hmm. I just feel like personally Warner Brothers like you know what we really didn't want to do this movie in the fucking first place so you know what we put 70 million dollars into the movie so he can finish polish shit off do this bullshit ending at the end of it and then We'll just throw it on Blu-ray because you know why? Fuck everybody else. If you want to watch it, watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I felt. And a part of me, like, there's a part of me that wants to be like, well, okay, so maybe they'll do like a, a small, like, maybe they'll deny. This is the reason why I thought maybe I should return it. There's a part of me that thought maybe there's a moment in time in the future that they'll do like a hey. Here is the like for Mad Max because Mad Max um, Fury Road or is it Fury Road? I think it was. Uh-huh. Um, there's uh, the Chrome Black and Chrome edition, which is basically they just turn the movie gray. Right. So it just like don't get me wrong, this just Justice League, Justice is gray bullshit. Ain't the first time they took all the color out of a movie. Yeah. You know, uh, The Mist did it. Logan did it. <laughs> Fucking Mad Max has done it. So it ain't they ain't breaking new grounds. So a part of me is like, okay, well, maybe when they get ready to put that on, like, they'll maybe they'll do like a box, like a, a, a nice little set 
because they'll do the colored version, the black and white version, and maybe that's where you'll get like the the deep dive of, of Zack Snyder talking about his movies because he's done that with Sucker Punch, he's done that with The Watchmen. You know, you you can get some really cool like audio commentaries from Zack. And I don't I don't like I said I've never said I hated him as a director. I think he's great visually. Huh. Just sometimes has a problem telling a story, but I don't care. Like you know, I I, I like to hear. Like he's like he said in this because I because obviously I kept it and I watched it. He's got like all these like he's like almost every scene has got like an Easter egg in it, and I'm like well, that seems kind of cool. I wish there was like a commentary so he could point the fuckers out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so part of me is just like, well, so now the only way I'll be able to watch this movie, it, it, I almost feel kind of spoiled because I'm like the only way I gotta watch the movie is actually by putting the Blu-ray on my fucking PlayStation. What the fuck's that shit about? <laughs> see, <laughs> see, I have a, I have a similar story, not as bad as yours, but still, you know, um, we guy I work with, we always talk about movies. You know, we're, we're always back and forth about movies, and, and he actually did enjoy the this the Zack Snyder verse. He's like, yeah, it was good, you know, blah blah. blah. I said, I, I was going record. I didn't hate it. I felt the movie, the first version was great. I mean, good. It just made a fair movie longer. That's, you know, it's it's kind of how I, I, I feel about it. I I I I I didn't think it was that good the first time around. I thought well, it made it slightly better. You know, it's, it's basically what it comes down to. So it's like so it's a mediocre movie at best. You know, kind of thing. But it's four hours or whatever it was. I don't know, three half four hours, whatever. So you, yeah, right, right, right. So 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 you know. He's, you know, he's like, he's all excited because I, 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 I was like, oh, yeah, I saw the release date was going to be, you know, whatever day it was, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, I'm pre-ordering it, you know, da, da, da. So he, he did it through Amazon. He pre-ordered it. And, and he, Tuesday when I see him, because it was the day after um, a holiday, basically, or American holiday here of Labor Day, right, Labor Day right. um, is when it came out. And he's like, oh, I just saw my phone that it's on its way today. I'm getting it today, actually, on, on the day it's released. I'm like that's awesome, you know. That's that's great. And he's like, "You getting it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'll pick it up." And he goes, "I'd pick it up. I'd, I'd pick it up fast if I was you." Now this is early in the morning, you know. He's right. tell, we're talking about this, right? So I'm like, "You know what? I'll make it easy for myself. I'll do the I'll do the customer service pickup at at, at the Target and around the corner from where I work, you know, kind of thing. Right. Go at lunch, Bing Bang Boo, have it done, you know. Throw it, you know, throw it in my backpack. I'm good to you know take it home, whatever, and enjoy it, you know." Or just throw it on my shelf, <laughs> collect dust right. with the other ones, you know. So I'm like, do, 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 do. right? So you know, it's it says limited, like like two left or something like that. I'm like, wow, like this this is this is more popular than I thought. And then I'm thinking they probably didn't put out a lot this 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 time. They're like, you know, like right. This is going to be a limited run, you know, kind of thing. We're just gonna we're just putting this out for the for the Uber nerds that are DVD movie collectors, you know, kind of thing. And that's it. And we're moving on right. from here. So. You know, it's two hour window, you know, kind of thing. And at this point, I'm like, look at the clock. I'm like, wow, just look, the store just opened, you know, kind of thing, you know, like, you right. know. So I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, wow, really? It's, it's the store just opened. There's only two left already. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, like, like now it started running through my head. Like, wait, 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 what's going on here? Right. So I get an email saying, due to the fact that they have none in stock left, they cannot fulfill my order. They, you know, I could like pick like the another another version of the movie. I know there was no Blu-rays left, right. and I'm like, "Wow, well, like you, like well, I'm not gonna buy it on DVD." You know, I want I want this on right. Blu-ray. You know, kind of thing. I want the I want the best quality color void I can get. 
<laughs> versus the DVD version. You know, and I don't have a 4K player, so so I'm stuck with the get yeah, buying a Blu-ray. So I I looked around and like nobody else had it. Like kind of, I think Walmart had it. You know, and I'm thinking, well, maybe maybe I'll go after work or whatever. And I didn't. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I, I actually have, I do stuff on Tuesday night, so I can't. I couldn't. You know, run around looking for it. You know, kind of thing. So, you know, Wednesday comes and, you know, if I see, see the guy again, he's like, God, oh, did you get it? And I'm like, no, I didn't. It sold out. And he's like, you're kidding me. And I'm like, nah, he goes, it's probably a Best Buy. And I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Cause, cause they, they still like with new movies, at least like these releases, they'll have enough copies to, you know, guy, I think, but I'm like, I don't want to set myself. I don't want to set foot in a Best Buy again. I really <laughs> <laughs> like right. me, me and Best Buy are not on on good terms right now. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not walking in there just to buy a movie just from them. I'll, 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 I'll wait this out. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I'll just sit this out. Like, fuck it. You know, kind of thing. So then Thursday, for some reason, I'm, I'm like, you know, go online and I check it. I'm like, you know, and I'm like, and it's again, it's not sold out. Again, it's, it's there's a few copies left of Justice League at Target. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll play this game again. If it cancels, it cancels, whatever, you know, kind of thing. Right. So, you, nope, it it was there. I'm like, holy, holy, oh, my God, like, this is awesome, right? So now, you know, I, I went out at lunch, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be out right back. You can go over, pick it up. You know, they, they put it down this huge bag because they only have the Target because here in Philadelphia, folks, we don't, we're not allowed to have plastic bags anymore for for right. food and stuff or for whatever. You have to bring your own bags. You know, I know some people are like, oh, that's great for the environment. Huh? Here we don't care. <laughs> so they give me this huge bag for this little movie you know, kind of thing. And I'm walking out. I don't even look at it. I'm like, great. You know, they grab this like it's not even plastic. It's whatever material it is. Great. Thank you very much. Walk out the door with it. You know, uh, don't even look at it. Put it in my bag. Go home. Right. And at the end of the night, I, I, you know, I'm going through my bag to, you know, clean out any stuff that's in there that, you know, if I, if, you know, stuff I take home or whatever, you know, kind of like to look at. And I'm like, oh my God, the movie, that's right. I pull it out and it just says Blu-ray on it. I'm like, <laughs> usually it says Blu-ray and digital on it. Why doesn't right. it say digital on it? Right. So now I'm going, oh no, no, no. So I ripped the plastic open, you know, I pulled the sleeve, I ripped the plastic open, opened it up, just the two discs. And I'm like. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And I'm like, aha, you think you have me beat? I'll pay an extra two dollars for the digital. Right. Warner Brothers is on that list for just the digital for Tubi or for uh, for uh uh voodoo. Click not available. <laughs> no <laughs> I didn't even bother. I was like, if if it doesn't have the Blu ray code, chances are it's not scannable. I didn't even I got I I was I stopped myself even from even attempting it. I was thinking it, I'm like well, fuck them. I'll scan it. Oh, they probably won't do that. And it don't. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 really pissed me off. Now, of course, now at this point, I'm thinking, well, now it's open, and you're, it's, it's always that thing. Now, once you open a movie, you can't return it. Like you can exchange it for another copy, right. but you can't exchange it, like return it, and get your money back for it because, the, you know, now with the digital technology we have, I could have copied it. Right, you could have burned yourself a copy and go, this is broken, I want my money back. Right, I'm not satisfied, I want my money back, and then I'll figure my body back, they can't do that. So, so basically I'm thinking, 
well, I wanted my collection. I wanted to collect dust anyway. So there it is. It's it's done and over with. I got it. But I'm like, you know, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, you're like, so bitch. Now I got to get up, put it in the player and play it if I want to watch it. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm so spoiled now (laughs) because I've been watching every single Bond movie. Now I have them all on Blu-ray in the next room, but I'm not going to dig them out. Fuck that. I'm not going to open it. And the worst part about it is me being a special feature tonight. I I know all those discs have special features, uh, like press releases and stuff like that. And I'm fascinated with all that stuff. But I'm laying in bed going, I think I'm going to watch Laces to Kill today. Click. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't have to. I, I mean, I was on vacation on last week, and I think I took a shower maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just kind of sat in bed, played video games, and, and watched TV. You know, it was when I, when I could. Because, <laughs> I mean, I got Stacey had to golf a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Any, any chance I cut? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. When I, so when I, I got home with it, I was just like, "You son of a bitch!" I, I watched the special features, and I'm like, "Well, maybe there's hope that down the line they'll they'll add it onto video on demand." And I guess I, I guess the reason why I knew that it wasn't going to be scannable too is that normally before a movie comes out on physical, like a week or two prior, they go early access for digital, right? And that never popped up because I. I, I recall it. I stalk my Voodoo account like yeah, like it's an ex girlfriend from high school. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I just, I'll spend more time going through what's on sale at the wish list at the wish than I would actually watching something on Voodoo. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Is I do the same thing. It's, it's like you know, it's like I'm like, what can I add to my collection? You know, and I just go through. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that movie. Wow, ah, wait for it to go on sale, or, or oh, it's five bucks. Mm, if I have it on disc, maybe I'll just go scan it one day when I'm, I'm not lazy. I, I have, I have definitely fallen down that well too. Of the well, you know what? Uh, right now, a part of me is like, okay, well, I do have some movies that when I bought them they became standard editions not high def editions and I'm like that kind of sucks like for example um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World I love that movie but the standard standard copy and I'm like alright every once in a while they'll do the because it's 4k for like 5 bucks and a part of me is like I should buy it again for 5 bucks to get the 4k version you know or what I should do is go downstairs scan it and get the high def for $2 mm-hmm. like I, I'm actually now at the part where like this weekend I don't know if it's probably gone now at this point um if i had maybe some extra cash i might have done it tron and tron legacy were both five bucks and i'm like well i have legacy but it's a standard edition and i'm like i could have gotten the 4k i think it's 4k or at least a high def for five bucks and a part of me is like but i didn't know like it doesn't say like it's on sale like i'm like i had there's a part of me that wants to go through all my movies and go what do I have standard edition of? And let me see if I have it. Let me see if I can scan it. And let me see if I can upgrade it for an extra two bucks. Like, I think I'm going <laughs> to go through my... Like, I remember last week I was like, I am almost up to 600 movies. And I'm going to be the Justice League be number 600. When I grabbed it, I was like, well, fuck. Now I can't do that. Oh, Tron, uh, Tron Classic is still, still five bucks. I, I, cause okay. I, yeah, I didn't I didn't update the things. I, uh, all right, go All ahead. Right. So I'm like, 
Well, I guess I'm like here. I'm at 599 movies. I'm gonna make Justice League number 600. Celebrate that mark with a brand new spanking movie. And no, actually, I broke 600 with uh, an unrated version of the 40 year old virgin. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's awesome. (laughs) Just I scanned it. (laughs) I was like, I was just like, well, now I'm kind of bummed. So now I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And I was like, well, let me go through my movies. And I'm like, is this scannable? Oh, it is. It's scannable. Oh, like, and then when I go through, I go, oh, look, I have about $20 in, like, movies that are, there's 10 movies I can get high def. I'm like, okay, well, do I really need, do I really need Barbarella? Not really. So let me take that one off. Because it, what started was, like, it's the, it's six, it's the 60s for six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbarella's in there, and the good, the bad, and the uglies, and I'm like, well, that could, you know, maybe get them. And then, then it's like, well, let me see if I have them downstairs. Can they scan? If they scan, you know, why spend six bucks when I could spend two? <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> and then I wound up falling down a well of going, oh, I just scanned like, you know, ten movies, or, you know, <laughs> or, you know, enough to get like twenty dollars worth. Yeah, it's like ten, ten movies. I'm like, do I need all these ten? No, I'll save. I'll get rid of Barbarella. Get rid of this. I can always do that at any time because I have them. <laughs> but there's that part of me that's going to go, I'm going to have to go through all my stuff to get, to see if I can get the high def version of them. I, 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 I know there's some of them I can't do. Like, I, I won't be able to do the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the extended cuts, because it came as a box set, so there's not an individual barcode on each of those movies. Right. This, I, don't, I don't think there is. You know, so there's a part of me that's like, even if I did scan it, I don't know if it would scan it as the, as the extended version or not. You know, and I'm like, well, do I want to spend? Because there's that 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 debate of, well, it's only really, you know, it was on sale. I think like fifty dollars for all six of those movies for for the the elongated one for 4K. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do that yet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm over. It. But I, the other day, I did I did also pick up a movie. I finally picked up Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, really? Okay, yeah, I still haven't gotten that one yet. <laughs> well, I would jump on it because Best Buy is selling it for like 15 bucks. Oh, wow. So I, I was, because the other day, uh, Stacy and I went to Best Buy yesterday because she wanted a new phone, and it was time. Her 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 phone was paid off. So right away, the moment you pay off the phone, I need a new phone. <laughs> so we went and to the Best Buy in Willow Grove because that's the only place that had the phone that she wanted so we went up there to go get in you know as she's as i'm waiting for her to finish her thing i'm like well i'm gonna go look at movies and there there i'm i mean we talked about it before how fucking pitiful it is legitimately one full rack of movies and that's on both sides mm-hmm. and and it's spread out too it's like not just like oh it's packed in there it's it's slim pickings even the guy who is um who was selling stacy the phone him and I were complaining about the, their movie collection. Like, because he, he was a movie buff, too, and how pathetic <laughs> Best Buy has gotten with their... I was like, it makes me miss the days of Suncoast Video. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have loved to have... I, we need to bring that back in. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> clearly, you know, we've already scared off the market of the, uh, what do you call it, of OnlyFans market. Right. So maybe if I... Sp- 
put it out into the world that Ed, I think we should bring back the movie, the Suncoast video. Maybe someone will be like, oh, no, we need to do a brick and mortar Suncoast video store again. <laughs> right. Because that's the thing. Like, like I would even I would even go to like a used like place because like, I remember like even going to Blockbuster. Like and, and you know they would have those racks that were just movies that they wanted to get rid of, uh-huh. and you waited and you waited because eventually those prices would go down because you would buy they would have like the new movies and you'd buy them maybe for like twenty bucks on DVD, right. and they'd sell them for thirty and you're like you're out of your fucking mind for thirty bucks <laughs> you know that kind of thing, but it's block that movie sucks. I ain't spending spending thirty dollars on that movie. Oh, the movie's two dollars. I'll buy it. <laughs> They like, see it changes once the once the price goes down. But like like they 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 would have new releases like you know like and they like as soon as it came out they would they would rent it to you or you could sell it you could buy it. So it's like because some people are like I really want to see this movie, and they don't have no copies on the shelf. We can sell it to you for like thirty bucks or whatever right. it was. And back then that was a lot of money. I mean they they think they yeah. sell them now thirty bucks anyway. But you go and you're you're at the time it was like thirty bucks and you're going wow that's a lot but. I really want to see this, so I'll buy it, you know, kind of thing. Or, or I know it's going to be good. You know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. And every once in a while, they have older movies that they bought, and they're they're cleaning out shelves, and they're not going to. You know, these are not these haven't been rented in, you know, a year or whatever, you know, kind of thing. So they decide to put it in a rack. Some don't even have the cases; they just have the that Best Buy case or not Best Buy, a uh, Blockbuster case right. with a sticker on it and have the price, you know, the big red sticker on it, you know, kind of thing. Dollar ninety nine or whatever, four ninety nine. Right. And so that's the thing. So like, like I would go around and like go and and look for those movies because it was just like, oh, I like this movie, but I don't want to pay a lot for it. And it's just like a DVD is a DVD to me at the time, like you know, that kind of thing. I'm granted now, like I don't have, like I, I made sure that there was none of, like I didn't want anyone without the the actual case, like you know, kind of thing. It was a snob that way. I'm like, I'm like, I just don't want the blockbuster case. Like I actually want to. The actual artwork and stuff that you know came with it, you know, for it, and they, most of them they did, and that was the thing, like because like on Sundays, like you really couldn't go anywhere too late, and Blockbuster was open to like midnight every night because you had to rent a move. They had rent movies, and you know, that was their their job. So I remember like on a Sunday night walking through there, you know, and 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 kind of meandering through and looking at the the movies every week, and they'd be they'd be the same movies like every week, but every once in a while, like you'd see a price drop on one because they, they got to get rid of it, and they they want to make space or whatever. And it's like right. right time. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> grab it and run. You know, and buy it. And and that's the thing. Like I miss those days. And I I I do every once in a while I'll do a search to go like you know movie places near me. And it's the same group of movie places. And like some of them are not even there. All right, they have their they have a, a like a movie place, but that place is closed down for whatever reason. You know, kind of thing. Right. Like you know, like your Fye you, in your the mall you work at is the only Fye yeah. in the area now. Yeah. Yeah, and and they sell used movies, and I'll be honest, I, I found myself. Stacy was getting her nails did over at the mall because that's what she does, and I'm waiting for her. I figured let me go to Fye and and just see, desperate for like any kind of physical media at this point. Like I was, I almost bought. Um, there was a steel book edition of Breakfast Club. And I, it was like eighteen bucks. I almost bought that because it was, it was right after the nobody incident, and I had it huh. at Walmart. And a part of me is like, "Well, I'll show them. I'm going to buy something in Fye, you know." <laughs> <laughs> and 
I had it in my hand, and I'm like looking in the back, and I had some really good special features. Like, like for me, it was like oh, how the Brat Pack came to be, and I was like, I'm actually kind of interested in that. I am I paying eighteen dollars for, you know, the Breakfast Club, a movie that I loved and I've, I've watched nauseatingly a lot when I was a teenager. Um, I don't know if I can go back to it as an adult, but everything else seems kind of interesting. All the special feature stuff, like I'm like, all right, maybe for eighteen bucks, I I wound up. Not only was it like a steel book, but it was also a digital version. So I'm like, well, it might not be too bad. But then I wound up putting it back anyway because I was like, you know what? Not today. Not today, FYE. Because I always felt that FYE was on the pricier side. And they can be when you're the only fucking game in town. Or I could walk across the hall to Barnes & Noble and then really get ass-fucked over there. Yeah, but their sections get their sections gotten worse and worse. Like, like... Right, because they really because people are going, I'm not paying those ass raped amount of prices. You know, like, I'm not paying thirty dollars for a movie that I can walk across the hall or buy online for for half of it. Right. Like they're just like, bar, I, I look, I get it, Barnes and Noble. You want to be kind of snotty about it, but the movies that you're selling, they're not exclusive to Barnes and Noble. Like I get it. You know what? Like it's great that you guys got the Criterion Collection stuff, and that's awesome. But I'm not paying, like, I'm not giving you $50 for a movie that I probably can go somewhere else and buy cheaper online. Like, you're not that fucking exclusive. I'm not stupid. Like, I, you know, like, I know Barnes & Noble is kind of like walking, like, mm-hmm, I, I, shopping at Barnes & Noble. Where's my tea at? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it always came off to me as, like, this, this store of, of snobbery. I mean... I guess maybe it's because you have a cafe in it. Like, I just, I just feel like, oh look, I can have some coffee and read this book right off the shelf, and just sit there and read a book nonchalantly, sip my tea while I'm reading a book that I'm not gonna buy. Right. I just, just want to read it, and it's like that's kind of a douchebaggery. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen, I've seen kids and do college work and stuff, and they're just using right. the books there, and then they leave. You know, they have their computer, or whatever. Because I've seen a couple of them talking, and they're, you know, have their laptops out or Chromebooks or whatever, and they're doing the work, and they're flipping through these books, and then they put them back. And you're going, wow, like, you know, like this is a lending library, apparently a free one. Right. That, you know, right. like I think. Oh, the reason why they can stay open is because they're charging like double the price for a movie. Like, I don't need. Like, oh, look, the Paw Patrol movie is $40. What? Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Does it come with anything? No, it's the DVD version. But if you're a member, it's 30% off. Get the, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's still more money than if you bought it, like, at right. Best Buy or Walmart or something. I, I think I did the membership, like, one year. It was, like, 50 bucks <clears throat> for the year. And it got you, like... Ten percent off of movies, and sometimes you got like you know like oh you got this for half price. That wasn't fifty bucks. It was it was it's twenty five or it's thirty five. Thirty? No. Okay, maybe I got one. It was twenty five. Because my my brother I, always gets it. I know. I know. I know the price. Did it ever go? Did it go over? Go up? I swear. No. I swear. I paid fifty bucks once. Maybe that. Maybe I'm just. I apologize, Ed. Maybe I just inherently doubled it. Yeah. Maybe it was twenty five bucks. But I remember. I'm like, okay, well, am I spending $25? How many times am I... I had to do the math. How many times am I here at Barnes & Noble looking at their movie selection? And if I can get that movie for half price instead of full price, is it worth it? And a part of me is like, I did it for the year. And I was like, well, I, I got some benefits out of it, but not enough to go back the next year and get do it again. Because I'm like, uh, well, at that time, I mean, Barnes & Noble, it was Best Buy. 
F, you know, was still had a decent supply of shit. You know, Target, Walmart. I mean, their selection's okay, but it's not. It's like, hey, here's your top fifty movies we're gonna sell. It's like, oh, well, I don't care about that. Do you have the like? I, it's days like this where I miss Movie Stop. Yeah. Because Movie Stop, while it'd be the only store that was like it in town, it definitely was, would cater to the oddball ones. Like, oh, here's the Shout Factory Special Edition of Lord of Illusions that you're not going to find anywhere else but here because somebody wants to buy it. Right. And, and that's the thing. That's just, that's the shame of it. I mean, I wish there was more of like that. Because I say, like, even even the, the old Tower days, we, you know, because they yeah. were used to be open late and used to walk through there. And they have all these, all these oddball, they, they, like, they had the first run stuff. But they always had the oddball stuff, and it was worth just going like the oddity stuff because you were like, you know, if you if you saw something like you know, like a TV. Because I remember like like you, there was only a few places that sold like Buffy the Vampire Slayer when that was like right. like was one of the first TV shows that came out, and you're like, wow, like that's that's amazing. And like Tower and I think FYE were the only two that I saw it at. You know, like I think they didn't have it Best Buy or whatever for whatever reason at the time, and you're going, oh, this is so bizarre, you know, kind of thing. And it's because it's so new, and you know, and the thing, and then eventually I think Best Buy did. You know, release it. You know, uh, you know, got it in in stock or whatever. Because people, I guess, were asking about it. But it's just right. the same. Like, like those days are gone. Where you're, you know, you would, you would like just go to the oddities. But even just to go, like you know, like now, like like I want, I want Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, I could have gone to Walmart, Target, Best Buy, okay. Fye, da, the Tower. Da, da. You know, you can't do that anymore. Like you know, and, and and that's the thing that kills me. Like I know, like. I, I'll run out every Tuesday if there's an animated movie that comes out, like a DC animated movie. I'll definitely run out and buy it because it's like, and I'm going to watch it for the show. I'm going to, you know, really watch it for myself, but, you know, right. uh, talk about it in the show, whatever. And and I could tell you there's times that I've gone in there and, like, none of them have it. And you're going, how the fuck don't you have this? This is like a seller. And, like, right. like I know, like, like, we've talked about it before. I think we talked about it last week where you don't like asking about it. I've asked because it's just like, Hey, this is supposed to come out Tuesday. You, I know you guys have it. You know, I saw it on the website, like, right. like, you know, thing. And they'll run out, they'll run back and get it. Like the guys, a couple of guys at Target going, yeah, we're behind schedule, blah blah blah. And I'm like, and you guys don't have a big area of movies as it is now. Like, right. <laughs> how hard is it to stock? You just have to stock the new release section. That's pretty much all you guys do. Because then eventually it just gets moved over to one shelf, and then that's it. And then the new releases get put on. That's all you have to do. <laughs> That's there. Well, maybe because they don't have a person that's dedicated just to the movie section, Ed. Anymore. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, I mean, so I also did, we, Stacey and I did watch the um, Bob Ross documentary. Oh, good. You know, it was, it was very, it was fascinating. And I'm not going to lie, I did tear up a few times myself. You know, I was like, I can't believe, really, like, it was, it made me want to punch two old people. <laughs> I mean, it's the best way I could put it. And you're like, I, right now, somebody's like, I don't understand that. I can't explain it because I don't want to spoil because the documentary itself was fascinating. But hearing the story of Bob Ross and his his life and all that, by the end, I wanted to go, where are these two people at? Because I just want to punch them square in the jaw. Why are these? How come these people get to live and Bob Ross isn't? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just. It, it, it frustrated the hell out of me. I was like, really, like, I, the key, like I said, like I, I teared up a couple times, you know, because it's 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 not the happiest of stories coming from the person who taught us how to create happy little accidents. You know, <laughs> it was just it was just kind of sad, and you're going, 
you know, oh my god, his poor kid. And then, you know, there's the oh, there's like a, a, a there's like a light at this end of this tunnel. And then they do something. You find out that that light is just the headlight of the oncoming train. You're like, oh my god, you've got to be kidding me. What? Where's his brother? Because I want to punch him too. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, it was frustrating. I mean, at the end, I mean, it was it was really good. So, I mean, I agree, Ed. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah, it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely worth a watch because it was, especially somebody, something that you, the people take for granted, I think, for the most part. Like, they, because it was free TV, and I, and then you keep, every time I mention it, like, somebody's seen it. They might not have seen every episode of them, but they've seen it. So they kind of, you know, they kind of, uh, you, you know, um, have an idea who he is or what what he represented and kind of well, that, that's what was fascinating about the entire thing watching it was how many quote unquote seasons he had and how long he had that show on for because and it was in the 80s and a part of me is like every time i watch this as a kid i always thought it was like something that would might have been done in like in the 70s because <laughs> the way he's dressed like the the background's all black and you're like it, it just seems very like of its time and it just with the his afro and I just honestly thought that the show was filmed entirely in the 70s and you know it's PBS so they'll just run things at nauseam and then at the moment <laughs> hey if you like this show give us $50 become a member and you get to see this all the time it's like I'm watching all the time now there, PBS. I would have watched more if you didn't have to jump in to ask pleading for money. You know, but <laughs> I, I get it. You know, but it was it was it was an interesting enough watch going, wow, like, you know, how many times he, three shows a day that he filmed and I'm like, but it just for how long? And I mean for they had like I think thirty seasons, I think. Or thirty one like 30, seasons. Thirty one seasons and I'm just like, Holy shit, like that's I mean Wow, I mean, it, it, he legitimately did it throughout all my high school years. Like, I think it started in the early '80s and ended like in the mid '90s. '83 to '94. Right, and I'm just like, which I, <laughs> I guess they were short series because I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, uh, that's only like uh, what? Well, they, right, well, they probably did like, oh, here's like you know, back then it probably like like ten episodes a season. Yeah. Where you know, or maybe. Uh, let's go 12 because he was doing three shows three half hour shows a day so I mean so they could have been doing like you know like a 12 episode season one for the spring one for the fall yeah that's what it looks like because I'm I'm, thinking season one was 83 season two was 83 three was 84 four was 84 five six you know so it's every two every two seasons is a year so that's yeah it was one year so you're like all right, well then still 31 seasons that's but even if you do two two seasons a year that's still 15, 15 almost 16 years of his life you know and of my life too going i don't think it lasted that long holy crap like yeah it's, was, it's like 11 11 episodes a season it's like 401 episodes 403 episodes in the 31 man, series I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with my mom's you know guesstimations there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so you're like I'm watching him going, wow, I remember that. And of course, Stacy asked like a really good question. What happened to all of those paintings? <laughs> I mean, they never answer it. But a part of me is like when you watch the documentary, it almost makes you feel like the people who are in charge might have them or they're 
I, like I said, it just seemed to be like there's. I'm gonna put it this way: if it has Bob Ross's name on it, I don't know if it's 100 percent his. <laughs> Like, but, I, I, <laughs> that's the thing like like i think i think like probably some of his are, are belong to his family you know like i'm sure he's given away some of his like he's created them so i mean at the time he was alive he had probably given some of them away but a, a lot of them probably were in the bob ross incorporated business itself Right. Because they, you know, they were, I, I, and I think some collectors, like some people, have actually bought legitimate copies of them. You know, like the the real thing. You know that that you know people people that were collectors or whatever, and they liked Bob Ross's show, and they, you know, they were like, hey, how can I get a copy of this? Because that's that's the way I see it. Like I I see I see probably they auctioned some of that stuff off for charities for PBS that kind of thing. So that's why you know maybe some people got their hands on that way. Right, right with- Yes, be like, hey, you know what? If you pledge X amount of dollars, you get this Bob Ross. You'll get this painting that you just watched him do. Right, and it's going to be a ridiculous amount of money that they would, you know, uh, right. pledge it's for. Like it's, right. It, I mean, let's face it. I, the artwork's great, but it legitimately comes down. You could have been at one of those restaurants and be like, you know what? I like that painting. How much is that painting on that wall? I think I'll take it home. <laughs> you know. <laughs> How much or, above that urinal? Yeah. Hey, look, I'm I'm at this, you know, this fucking diner on the shore and they got that lighthouse with the seagulls for sale for like 30 bucks. I'll buy that. Sure. Why not? I'm just drunk enough and I have enough money to piss away at that. I'll bring home this stupid painting and I'll have no idea where to put it. It'll look good in my bathroom. (laughs) You know, I'm sure that there's somebody like, you know, that that to me, those paintings, while again, gorgeous, it just seemed to be like you could probably find them at like um you know there's a store called off the wall where <laughs> it, it was they sold like paintings and frames and stuff and it looks like you could you it looks like those kind of paintings they're landscapes like if you wanted to open up a hotel they're perfect hotel paintings yeah because they're just they're just scenery <laughs> so I, I just i but pbs would be like if you pledge a thousand dollars this painting will be yours right that's the same. Like, like I think I think some people do own a, a Bob original Bob Ross painting, you know, that he actually painted, and then you know, uh, the, you know, and then like I said, that I think though a lot of them though are in probably in storage somewhere, you know, owned by the Bob Ross Corporation, uh, the thing. It was just funny though because I, I was just flipping through and Tubi, uh, not Tubi, Pluto TV has the Bob Ross channel, so you can watch know. off every every. Well, I think Netflix has them too. Yes, I've seen that on Netflix. Cause that's... Right. Here's the problem, though, Ed. And as much as I would love to go down memory lane, first of all, watching the documentary, every time they had a clip on it, I, was, I just instantly felt relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was definitely like a, oh, it's a good thing I'm not watching this like 11 o'clock at night or I'd be out. The moment he said, oh, happy little, happy little chair, I'd be like, chip, 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 chip. <laughs> you know, I just would have been out like a light. <laughs> so, so, like, right away, I just... So I don't think I could actually watch an actually full episode, but watching it, watching the documentary, I did find myself smiling. Like it did trigger some of the old like kid feelings. And I'd say kid, but I was probably 12, 13, 14, I guess, you know, like after my Saturday morning cartoons were done, I knew my day was over when I watched Bob Ross paint a landscape. Yeah. You know, it was just <laughs> the end of my cartoon day. <laughs> Right, I was like, oh, it's like, it's like, oh, I guess, uh, I guess my day's over. 
<sighs> what am I gonna do now? I'm bored. <laughs> you know, it's just like I and and then seeing those clips, like I said, it made me kind of happy and reminiscing of those days, and maybe kind of like go like, wow. I liked how encouraging he was. He just seemed to be such a positive person. And then to follow that story down to, down to its inevitable end was was sad and and rage inducing at times. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I mean, it was. I guess I, I wanted to. Hey, you know, I mentioned to Ed. You know, Ed said it was good, and I don't think Stacey we were going to watch maybe like a little bit of it, but we wanted to watch the whole thing because it was it was fascinating. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't know Bob Ross. Like who who would watch that? And you're like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was pretty interesting. But speaking of documentaries, Stacey and I also did watch another documentary on Hulu. Another documentary that I am going to highly recommend. It's called Hail Satan. Um, I don't know why you're there. <laughs> you, you, you go from like Bob Frost <laughs> to, to Hail Here's here's what happened. I, there, there is a there is a uh, um, a series of events that led up to us watching this. Um, obviously, Texas has taken a few steps back as far as um, I guess rights are concerned. I would say, uh-huh. um, uh, and so a lot of people are up in arms. And now, one of the groups of people who have come forward to fight the to push back against some of these um, decisions that the lawmakers are making regarding to uh, abortion and birth control and things like that is the satanic church, Ed. <laughs> According to say, the, the, the bylaws of the satanic church, you know, it basically a woman's body is hers rights to choose and that if anyone says they, and since the state can't um, persecute you for religious beliefs, become a satanist and you can use that excuse that it's part of my religion as a way to bypass any kind of trouble for the law. You know? <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, that seems a little weird. But Stacy stumbled upon one that's I've I've always seen the the trail the the trailer for the the Hail Satan documentary. And I was fascinated, but a part of me is like, I don't really want to I really don't want to dip my toe into the church of the, the satanic church. I'm like, it seems interesting, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't go out of my way to watch documentaries all the time. Stacy brought it up. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? It's on Hulu. It's free. Let's watch it. And it was fascinating. I mean, it was really good. And it's not all about like the devil. It's more about, um, Lucifer being a rebel in heaven and getting him cast out for those rebellious viewpoints. Mm. And it really is. Um, it's not, Back in the seventies, there might have been a little bit more devil worshiping part. This, this one's more about um, pushing back against questioning authority and pushing back against the tyrannical religious right wing. That's uh, you know basically there's supposed to be a, tr- a difference between church and state, and some states don't think that line exists. Um, a lot of it had to do with the Ten Commandments uh, statues getting put up in, I want to say, Arkansas or North Carolina, South mm-hmm. Carolina, one of the one of the southern states, mm-hmm. um, and how they they wanted to 
like, hey, look, if you're going to do that, then you need to have equal rights to all all the religions. We have a statue, too. It's a statue of Baf- Baf- uh, Baphomet. Um, here's what it looks like. And we want it to go right there. And, of course, the moment, you know, and, and it's not really, I'll be honest, there, it's to them, it's not about actually getting the statue put up. It's about showing, pulling up a mirror to society and saying, hey, if you're going to allow this and your law says this, well, then you have to be equal rights to this to this religion as well. And most of the time, they usually go, well, we can't have that. That's, you know, Satan, evil, stuff like that. So it usually winds up, you know, negating the, the, the statue getting put up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one was, there was, like, there was like a fight. And, of course, you know, when you deal with the religious right going against what I would say is the progressive left, maybe. <laughs> you know, when you're going against... And that way, there's you got the whack jobs and you got the funny people and you got the people. But by the end, you go, look, I don't see what they're doing is harm. I think that that they're actually like, don't get me wrong. I'm not joining the satanic church, but I just felt like <laughs> I just felt like they got a valid argument. <laughs> you know, no, it was just that, you know, like, look, they actually have a good point of view. If you're going to do one, you can't in a world where you want to make sure everyone has equal rights, you can't go down one path and not allow another person to go down that path with you. Uh-huh. Like if you're going to, if you're going to represent one religion, you should represent all religions. Cause that's what this country is founded on. Right. You know? Um, but yet there's a minority of people, um, in the Christian faith who tend to not want to think that way, you know? Um, and they're usually the ones who are, Hot but hot button issues, and sometimes you know people like to poke fun at them, or at least kind of hold a mirror up to them and say, "If you're going to do this, then well, then you should allow this." Well, I can't allow that. Well, then we how how can you say yours is okay? Right. Like, what's the difference? And that's kind of what the the, the the satanic church is about now. Um, and I was like, it was just fascinating. It was a fascinating watch. And like by the end, you go, "Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't see a problem with it." Like, I. They got some good points. I mean, I'm not, you know, carving pentagrams into anything at the moment. You know, I'm like, but I could, I mean, I was like, all right, you know what, you guys, like it, like I said, it didn't, my perception of the group was definitely back from the 70s where it's like, oh, devil, Satan, Satan, you know, (laughs) this one's more like, you know, this one's more like, hey, great, this one's more like, hey, your local highway has been adopted by the satanic church and they go out there every weekend and clean it off and like they do more like <laughs> like with pitchforks they pick up their dirt you know literal pitchfork which was cute but they go out and do like you know like hey hey welcome to the satanic car wash where for like six dollars and 66 cents goes towards a charity you get your car washed I, I don't you know it's like silly things like that <laughs> but they do it to just to raise awareness just to and while they're there it's like hey like look if you're gonna if you're going to be out there pushing for abortion rights, we're going to be out there pushing women rights, like, you know, right. just to kind of keep it balanced. And I'm like, all right, I, I get it. And like I said, it was it was an interesting, fascinating watch. So that's that's what Stacey and I also watch. So if you have a time, I dedicate an hour and a half to that. Well, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, got two other, I got two other things in here. Next thing, Stacey and I watched a, a limited TV series on Netflix called Clickbait. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Strap in for this one. All right. Uh, I'm, I'll give you the abridged version. Basically, guy gets kidnapped. Um, 
especially family man, gets kidnapped, gets put on posted on the internet, saying, "Hey, I abuse women. I've killed a woman, and when this gets five million likes, when this thing gets five million views, I'm gonna get killed." So, I think it's like eight episodes, and every episode's dedicated to somebody in the story. The first episode was the guy's sister. Um, and then like the second episode was one of the cops and then it, it goes through like it focuses on there the problem it's not it makes you realize that people are pieces of shit mm-hmm. you know because um, without spoiling too much it was like things aren't always what they appear to be and we live in a world now where it's like oh you automatically want to assume that what they're saying about this guy is true be- right away because it's on the internet and then it's like, well, here's the wife, and the wife isn't, you know, we're going to pry into the wife's life. And, oh, my goodness, this happened, and now she's, like, a bad person. Um, and you're like, well, is she – you never really feel like – they also have kids. And and it's like nobody in the story is really likable, I'm going to say, only because they're all, they all have their own kind of douchebag ways. Mm-hmm. Um you know, even the cop who's investigating, they have a whole episode, but he's kind of separated, but he almost had a fling with the guy's sister because they were on a dating app. And it, it was just, it was kind of, it's like everybody kind of was kind of shitty. Um, and by the end, I'm going to be honest, by the end, there was this twist in the end where you're just like, what, really? That makes absolutely no fucking sense. I mean, I, I understood it and I was like, Really? Like, did you guys just make up this ending? Because it was, it was leading down a path of going, okay, well, it had to be this person who did the crime. And then it turned into something completely different. And you're like, and it all, I'll be honest, to this day, I don't even know why it's called clickbait. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, the only clickbait that I got suckered in to actually click on each episode. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's eight, it's, it's, about eight hours long. I mean, we watched it over the course of a few nights, but it's it just got to the part where I'm just like, I don't. Why are we watching this? I know at this point you're investing. You're going, okay, well, what happened? Because spoilers, the guy winds up dying. The guy who gets kidnapped winds up getting killed. Uh-huh. So you're like, oh my god, what happens? And then you you find out that why he was kidnapped in the first place. Is, is fucking stupid because again most of these people are believing everything they see online and they, maybe just do a couple google searches and maybe they wouldn't be in the predicament most of them were in you know like somebody believed that like I guess part of the plot is is that he's kidnapped because somebody the killing of the woman thing what happened was apparently someone was saying that he was a serial um, 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 he's been cheating on his wife. Uh-huh. He goes on. He goes on these dating websites, pick up women, gets them to fall in love, and then he winds up dumping them and breaking their hearts. Well, he did this to to a girl who eventually OD'd, killed herself because of it. So that you know, there is the loose link to him being a murderer. Okay, you know, he didn't put the needle in her arm. She was already kind of struggling anyway right so all he did was pretty much it all he really did was according to the show say some kind of like when he broke up with her she got distraught she committed suicide her 
that's where the murder part why he they say he killed somebody you know um but things aren't always what you're led to believe because you're you make people make assumptions and they 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 don't really think before they act or they think one thing and when they're told it's something different you go well now you just completely fucked up because you did this because you thought that Mm -hmm. rather than you know it was but again i don't understand why it was called clickbait i don't (laughs) unless they're doing unless they're like oh well it's clickbait because you know five million views did he die did he die like i know because he does wind up getting killed you know how he gets killed and why he gets killed winds up being it goes from one end to the other like it does a 180 and you're like really I thought, you know, and you're going, okay, well, it's got to be this person. And then by the the last episode, it's called The Answer. Like, so it tells you basically what happened and how this ended up to be. And you're, and you're watching this episode going, wait, what? I don't get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, come on. This makes absolutely no sense. I mean, it made sense, but it just was ridiculous. Um, it, it And we've watched that. I love my wife. Okay. <laughs> but she comes across... It's, it was her... I, I, so far, everything we've watched has been her idea. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Um, she s- saw online... Again, I guess that's where the clickbait part comes in. <laughs> she fell for the... Everyone who's watching this show is pissed off while they're at... Because of the show. Like, And it, and I understand why. So I guess that's the clickbait part. She's like, oh, my God, I read this article, and I see all these people on, on TikTok who are, are mad at the show, and now I have to watch the show to find out why. And you're watching, you're going, oh, yeah, okay, I can understand why people are mad because this guy's a fucking idiot. That person's a fucking idiot. These people suck. Oh, my God, that news reporter is a real douchebag. Oh, my God, like, it really does make you hate almost everybody in that show. Huh. You know, and by the end, you're just like, oh, my God, I don't want to interact with anybody. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna roll myself in a big ball and fly. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, if you got about eight hours to kill, go watch clickbait. Maybe you can figure out why it's called clickbait. <laughs> um, and the, and we, um, actually, you know what, Stacy and I, Stacy and I watched. Um, a documentary on HBO Max we watched we finished watching it last night is like I love you now kill yourself <laughs> okay it, it is a story but it was a girl who was um, and which is weird and I found it weird because it kind of it kind of parallels clickbait in a way um, because she was kid commit, commit suicide and is having a relationship with this girl like online and via texting and she she's on trial because she was on the phone with him texting him while he was committing suicide and he left his car and she the story goes she said told him to get back into the car you know and he did and he wound up dying because he was committing suicide um, so the story basically was it's two. It's two episodes. Like I think it's like an hour each. One's like the prosecution, and the other one's the defense. And during those two episodes, you do kind of it tells you the story. Um, it was interesting and it was fascinating, and it definitely has like a par. It definitely splits. 
I think viewers like Stacy and I are watching it, and she has one opinion, and I have another opinion. And you know, like when people two people have an opinion, sometimes they we, we tried very hard not to get into a fight about it because it's definitely it's from a certain point of view. Would you consider her guilty? Would you not consider her guilty? Like moral, like where's the moral gray area? Mm-hmm. You know, like because and by the end when the instead of going to a trial it went to trial but it didn't go by trial by jury it was left in the hand of the judge who was presiding over the case you know he distinctly says like from she actually want spoiler she actually does go to jail um, because she was found guilty of involuntary manslaughter Hmm. and the uh, but what led what leads up to all that is I think where the story goes because it falls into did she or did she not tell him to get back into the car? She claims she said by her own voice, "If I had just, if, you know, like she." There's no documentation of her actually saying "go back in the car." She says it to somebody, you know, and it turns into like this whole like, well, just like any other case, you have to tear her down and make her look like the villain because mm-hmm. you want to prosecute her, and then the defense is painting the other story. It's like, look, she's she's just as much a victim as anybody else here because he already had problems. He's already tried to commit suicide multiple times. You know, like where, where is the law? Like where it was very, it was, was, I think it's like, it helped create some new laws based upon suicide and and online abuse and things like that. It was, it was interesting. Um, I recommend it if you're interested in like, like I said, we even kind of walked down a, documentary trail this week for some reason it just seemed like every time I turned around it was ooh now real life stuff (laughs) 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 but the last thing actually I did Ed did you see the new Matrix trailer oh yeah yeah yes I did what did you think I need to see the movie now (laughs) right it's a trailer I mean what do you expect like you know it gives you to me it felt like it gave you just enough to make me go okay Looks like they're kind of rehashing the first movie, but then taking a twist. Like, I some people are saying it's going to negate the, the other two movies, like the the two out of the three. Like they're just going to focus on the first one and then change the story and not have anything to do with the two and three. But Morpheus is in it, and it's not he's not played by Lawrence Fishburne. He's played by somebody completely different. Mm-hmm. Which some people now, if you know anything about the Matrix, they have made a very big world. In Morpheus technically died in the Matrix MMO game. I don't know. Do you remember the MMO game? No, no. Right, nobody does. <laughs> nobody does. <laughs> um, what they did was for a while because they tried to integrate because the Matrix was so revolutionary as far as like being in the in, like in the real world computers and virtual reality in a type of way <clears throat> when they did matrix revolutions um they made a video game for the playstation 2 that had jada pickett smith in it and it was supposed to be kind of like you see her in the movie and then she goes off to do something and then comes back at the end well the video game plays what she did mm-hmm. um but then after that they actually made after all three movies they tried to create a kind of like a World of Warcraft um, when DC Online was popular, EverQuest, and all that kind of stuff. They tried doing a Matrix Online MMO game where you could be in the Matrix and you could have those special abilities and they had 
Lawrence Fishburne, you know, they had Morpheus in it, and they had all like all the the key players in the movies. But at some point in the story of the MMO, they killed off Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus, apparently. Mm-hmm. So some people are going, well, that's the reason why he's not in this movie is because if they're going through a timeline that technically he shouldn't be in it because he's dead. At least Lawrence Fishburne's Morpheus. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I, kid part. Like, I don't I'm I'm going to watch it because it's come. It's end of the year. It's going to be on HBO Max and in theater. So I'll probably watch it on HBO Max because I love the movies. I think they're phenomenal. Um, but I just I'm like, all right, I, I guess. All right. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what they're doing because I had I pulled an article, but I think I, I didn't want to do it. I changed my mind about bringing it to the show. But since we're talking about it, uh, the Wachowski, the Wachowski siblings, um, which have both are which are transgender. They both went from male to females. I don't know if you knew that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, only one of them is going back to the Matrix. Only one of them is directing this movie. Yeah. Uh, the other one said the reason why they didn't want to go back is because that movie meant something different, like during their transition and finding out who they are and, and going it, it to them. It felt like they because they were a completely different person back then. They didn't want to go back because they've moved forward in their life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so but the other one going back. I kind of I. I I'm just fast. I, the trailer made me go, okay, you know what? With this kind of, with the computer era, like maybe it'll look, look kind of cool. I'm kind of curious to see, like, how do you, like, the Matrix was so 90s. You know, as <laughs> so far nice. as, like, I mean, as far as, like, you know, long black trench coats and gung, gun fu, as I like to call it, you know, <laughs> it's all that, like, you know, like, I know kung fu. Whoa. Like, it's just, like it's it's been do you take the red pill or blue pill those the those movies are just as much as part of pop culture as in just regular culture now um just like star wars or star trek in a way and that's only three movies mm-hmm. you know of course one of the animatrix which was also a good you know animated thing that also tied in what i it was to me one of the first movie series that kind of painted a world beyond just those movies you know, I mean, you had Star Wars and Star Trek, but outside of them, those two, nothing else was really done like that. You know, so I think that, that it, that's one of the reasons why I liked the movies. Plus, also, you know, the, the action was really cool. Mm-hmm. So every once in a while, <clears throat> I fall down the well of like, I know the first one kind of holds up, but after a while, the special effects don't. Which is sad because the first movie revolutionized a lot of techniques that are still being done today just done differently mm-hmm. but I was like I was, I'm was, i really excited I just want to know if you saw it I, I there's just I was curious <laughs> oh yeah no I mean it's I've, I've been waiting for it because you know you, we, 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 I know we've we've covered it on under news a couple of times and like the stunt or the stunt guy for I think uh, one you know was, was was going to direct it at one time you know that, we'll right. talk about that and different things and all and you're right I mean like the Matrix at the time, I mean, you're, you're talking the late 90s. I mean, that was the most, most revolutionary movie. And because it really helped the fact that the DVD age started, like, then, you know, right. thing, thing. So when it got released to DVD, like, everybody bought a Blu-ray or bought a DVD player and the Matrix. Like, that was the – that yeah. that was, like, 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 the old days when you used to get a video game system, you used to get a video game like that. Like, 
<laughs> that would be the Mario of, of DVD players, you know, kind of thing. Because it was a cool movie and everybody liked it and the special effects were awesome. And, you know, back in that time, it was like it was like that perfect melt, you know, like kind of thing. And I, I think that's what really kind of launched the, you know, like, I mean, granted, I mean, it could have standalone by itself and it made they made two sequels. They, they came, it's like, yeah, we can make more of this because it's like I know there used to be like classes they used to teach on like the, the uh, um, you know, the, 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 the philosophy of the Matrix, you know, like like of right. having, you know, like another world and, and that kind of thing. Like colleges were offering those kind of classes and stuff, you know, and it was just like it was like so bizarre. It was like a phenomenon that just just like grew and grew and you were just kind of like, wow, like this is this is awesome. And then, you know, they like said the technology at that time for that movie was amazing because of the car, the comic book um, writing of it. I mean, like if you saw the storyboards based off of the matrix, I mean, they have, I think, you know, Keanu Reeves drawn in, in these comic right. books because of the Wachowskis were, were, were artists, you know, like, and, and yeah. they could draw real well. And I mean, like what, what they, what they vision, visualized, based off of a comic book they they made real life to and that was like it was like that perfect transition and you know so like like when when they wanted to push the envelope for two and three they couldn't because the technology couldn't be pushed there wasn't there wasn't that kind of technology out there that could be you know do it like like that's to me like when you talk about like george lucas and star wars like he was developing stuff like he like that's why he didn't direct Empire Strikes Back because he was working more on technology and his company right. and his special effects company because he wanted to make films that were unbelievable and not, you know, like, oh, I see the wires or I see the, you know, like it doesn't look real, like kind of thing. He wanted that realism as best he could and that, you know, he wanted to push the envelope. And that's the thing, like, not, not I think against the Wachowskis because, I mean, they did a great job, I think, and, you know, and all in all. But like they, I don't think they were that like those type of people that like like oh and well, we need to figure out like how to do this like you know like type of thing like I think when the Matrixes came out it was that perfect timing of special effects that they could do with the computer generated stuff that, that it made it good but I mean you watch this like the you know the, the, I think it's in, it's in in the um, the second movie where he's fighting Leo's fighting all those uh, um, Smiths Agent Smiths and you're going. It looks terrible because you could see that he's fake, you know. <laughs> right, right. At some point in time, you go, you could tell he's a computer-generated character. Right. You know, like nowadays, if you – and that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it so fascinating to kind of not revisit but maybe do a, a different – with that technology used today, I mean, shit, half the movies have are using de-aging. Like it's – I was watching because we talked earlier about the Tron Legacy being on, you know, for like five bucks for the 4K version, mm-hmm. at least the high def version. I was watching the standard edition just to see if my TV, if see if I really wanted to buy it. And I'm watching like the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie where Jeff Bridges is talking to his son and they de-aged him for that scene. And when you see him in the doorway for the first time as a young Jeff Bridges, you go, oh, my God, that's a young bread junk Jeff Bridges. But. Oh my God! It looks kind of phony, right? You know, and and but you look at that, and then you fast forward five, ten years when you're watching them de-age, you know, Robert Downey Jr. or um, Michael Douglas and Michelle Pfeiffer, and you're going, Oh my God! This technology, and knowing that 
Tron Legacy probably is very few people are going to look at that movie as the benchmark for the technology that we have now. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 to take that now with the, with the Matrix and say, okay, well, we're going to create a computer generated person now. Fuck, they've already done. Disney's already done that technically with Tarkin. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like it's already been done, and that was a few years back. So now the computer-generated characters now can be even more advanced and be even more, you know, I, I like I'm like I'm super excited because I'm like wow what I don't give a shit about the plot I don't and people are gonna be like oh it looks like the same thing yeah you know what Re- fucking redo the Matrix go ahead you know what redo the Matrix with today's technology it'll still blow people's minds <laughs> you know like I, go ahead like I'm that's why I'm waiting for to be able to go. Holy shit! That movie was was a spectacle. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking for in my Matrix movie. I'm not looking for any kind of hidden philosophical meanings. I'll let I'll let smarter people figure that out. <laughs> I want to sit there and just go, whoa! Like <laughs> I, I, I that's that's all I want. I want to be able to like I'm a, I'm a simple man. Ed Godzilla versus Kong. You know what I like about the Blu-ray that I got? They actually have just the fights as a, as a special feature. Round one, round two, and round round three, and I'm like, you mean I could? They, it's like they listened to me, Ed. It was like I don't care about the plot of the movie. I just want to see Godzilla and Kong go at it. Yeah. And I and they just they were like you know what fuck it we'll just do that here here's three three little sections fight one fight two and fight three and I'm like, oh this is perfect I can watch this movie in like 20 minutes, <laughs> you know <laughs> and I almost, and I almost did it too because I started watching and I'm, as I'm watching I'm going. Just special behind the scenes stuff. I'm going, wow, this movie still looks fucking good. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of itching to go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're gonna like throw that technology in with Matrix, you know, new, special, cool looking shit, you know, maybe introduce a different Neo. Like I guess people forget that, you know, from according to the third one, that this has already happened before. Like I think six times when when the second one. Well, there's a second one, you know, when, when he meets the architect, mm-hmm. and the architect's basically telling him that this is the seventh time that we're doing this, it makes sense that you're going to be like, okay, well, maybe this is now the eighth time, because they kind of, like, Neo doesn't know who he is, and he's got to go follow the White Rabbit again, and it, but this time it's different. Like, I almost feel like every time they've done the, the six times prior to the one we saw might have been set in, like, the 40s or 20s or, like, Maybe there was something else technologically like that maybe warped him in. It didn't all happen seven times in like the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, it almost feels like almost like every generation maybe this happens. You know, or, or we do something and fuck shit up, and then we have to hit the reset button. And maybe it was during World War Two and something freaky because it somewhat you know maybe sonar. Who knows something? You know, like maybe just every time they keep doing it, it's just a different era or a different time period. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like now, like you're doing now. Okay, now you're in the 21st century. Awesome. Like, let's see what you got, Matrix. Come at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's that's that's. Uh, I think, did I do anything else this week? I played some video games. Uh, that's about it, really. Nothing, nothing too spectacular. I, mean, I was on vacation. Most of my vacation spent vegging in front of the TV. I am now on uh, the. License to Kill in the Bond franchise. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to watch every one, and I'm watching. I'm not. I'm not. It's not like oh, I'm watching one movie a day. I'm kind of like 
oh look it's like 11 o'clock at night and Stacy's going to bed and she wants to go watch, she wants to read and I'm going to watch TV something that she does wants, doesn't that's not going to pull her away from going to bed so I'll watch a Bond movie you know so sometimes it might take me like two nights might take me three nights depending on how interested I am like I think I I had the living daylights in the background when I was scrolling my phone <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I was like because I wasn't really interested in Timothy Dalton. In fact, I started getting kind of annoyed with the Bonds there for a while. Like, <laughs> going back and watching it from the beginning, and I'm like, okay, well, I like the Connery era, um, the George Lasby one, uh, and as we get to the Roger Moore, there's a moment in the Roger Moore run where I go from, ah, this is actually pretty, pretty good, up, oh, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I And for the most part, like, you know, like Dr. No, okay, the guy's name's Dr. No, Moonraker is the ships, and, and the spy who loved me, they don't mention it, but when the moment it's like live and, uh, live and let die, they don't, the moment they start bringing in the name of the episode of the movie, that's when I start getting annoyed. <laughs> like, um, okay, Octopussy. Okay, her name's Octopussy, I get it, you know, that's not that big of a deal. But when you get to A View to a Kill, and what's her grace jones is like what a view and christopher walken goes to a kill i'm like what's that fucking even mean <laughs> like why do you have to have well they've, they've done they've done that before though like the thunderball like like they had the like, the file and it's like project thunderball you know and yes but at least that that was kind of like part of the storyline like that was kind of like thunderball is the name of the plot dr no is the name of the bad guy you know, live and let die. They don't, they don't, you know, you never hear, you know, someone go, ah, live and let die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't hear that way. Or when Timothy Dalton, the first fucking Timothy Dalton movie, you know, where it's, it's the living daylights and he scares the girl. He's like, yeah, you might say I scared the living daylights out of her. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like, really fun. Really? Do you? Would you really say that? Like, I'm like, ooh. and then to see like how it's progressed over the years, and I'm just going, you know what? I forgot how much of a dick Bond can be at times. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just the like I I can understand why they were they it's they struggled to try to modernize him because when you have Bond as a character, first I mean, let's go with a view to a kill a movie that I I love the the soundtrack too. Um, at least the song, and I watching it the other night. Tanya Roberts, you know, I know she's passed, but she, she looks gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But she's like in her mid twenties, and Moore was fifty seven mm -hmm. at that moment. He looked every ounce of fifty seven, you know. And I'm like, okay, well, I can see why this is his last Bond film, and okay, that's a stunt double. Yeah, that's a stunt double, and it's just, but it's like, oh, he wants something that. Easily just smack a girl, just smack her. So, <laughs> and and she and she as a character, her and specifically in that movie, every time that they were in trouble or any kind of action was going on, she'd be like, "Oh, James!" Ah, like screaming, and I'm just going, "Oh, you're Tanya, you're starting to really, really get on my nerves." <laughs> like, it's just, it's just like, oh my god, like. Like the elevator scene when she's she's hanging there and she's screaming his name yes. really loud like a like a horror you know scream like that that high pitched squeal of a of a scream and it's so it, it just stops you in your tracks you're like Ugh. she's driving 
driving the fire truck and he's hanging on the, the, the ladder and she's screaming while she's driving and I'm like oh my god like all she did was scream and, and breathlessly say oh James or try to sound smart but not really working on it <laughs> like you know a part of me is just going yeah you know what I'm just falling into those big blue eyes of yours but everything you're saying is just going one ear and out the other it's just you're just a talking head at this point you know <laughs> and I'm like thank god this is the last one I can't wait to get to the, Dal- the you know, Timothy Dalton era, era and that's just as bad I'm like oh I can see why they struggled like and I'm at License to Kill and I know Benicio Del- it's the first time I remember seeing Benicio Del Toro and and then I had this thought Wayne Newton's in and I'm like how come they didn't get him to sing the song <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a, a part of me is just flabbergasted that he was actually even trying to have an acting career to start because he was also in Ford Fairlane as as the bad guy, and he was kind of a bad guy in this movie too. I'm like, why is Wayne Newton trying to you know demolish his good guy persona in Vegas? Like, okay, great, but if he's going to be this you know TV evangelist kind of guy, why did you get? Um, Oh, who the hell sings the song? I'm like, why didn't you get him? Like, I'm sure he would have loved to have sung a Bond song. Who wouldn't? Like, right. <laughs> you know? But instead, now they just completely... It, I feel like it was like a missed opportunity to have him go, you know, like, Bond, James Bond. You know, it's just <laughs> some crooner song for that. I just just felt off. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to get through License to Kill. Um, it's, it's It's okay. I'm more excited. There's a part of me that's like, Sean, you have all the fucking Bond movies. Pick the ones you want to watch. Why Why do you have to watch them all in order? Like, clearly you're not enjoying The Living Daylights. Why are you still torturing yourself with it? And it's like, because I have to. It's like, I, I have to watch them in order. I just can't. I can't. Like, I'm excited to get to the, the Daniel Craig movies because I've only seen them in the theaters. I've yet to actually rewatch them on video. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm really excited for that. I'm really excited for the Pierce Brosnan. I'm really excited for the first, for Goldeneye. I think by, you know, Die Another Day, I think was, was just a good. I'm, I'm really excited for the Brosnan era because he was, you know, I was... I would say he was kind of like the height of my Bond era because I was able to go to the movie theaters to watch him more and more. Um, And then, like I said, the Daniel Craig versions, I'm like, I'm really excited about seeing them, you know, but I have to get, it's like you have to get through the shit before you get to the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but as as watching them progressively, it makes me go, okay, as an adult, I can now see the trouble that they were having trying to bring Bond into the modern era. And now I get it. Starting with Goldeneye, it, you're gonna that that you'll definitely see the pushback. You know they still have Denise Richards be the smart, but she's fucking Christmas Jones. You know you're like, or I think it's Christmas Jones. I know it's something something very corny. Right. And she tries to be smart and she tries to be, but you can't. She's not good at pulling off pretty and smart. You know she can be one or the other. At least back then, uh, she probably could do it now, but it was just like. All right, and then then when they get to I think tomorrow never dies, where they bring Michelle Yeoh in because she is an action star of her own right. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of like I'm excited to see that and kind of relive that moment to go like, oh okay, like does that work? Because now you're you're seeing 
the movie trying to mature itself up to be more of a modern Bond movie rather than just a classic like Bond walks in and the woman swoon and goes oh I need information out of you I'm just going to sleep with you to get it right. you know like fucking I mean at least like <laughs> Grace Jones and she at least got screwed over by Christopher Walken for her to turn on him huh. but sometimes it was just like oh I'm the bad guy and I'm the, the girl in the movie and Bond sleeps with her and she's like oh you're such a good lover I'm just going to did not i'm just gonna turn good just just right. overnight just at your you know oh, oh james like and then next thing you know she's selling out everybody well like something like you know you 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 know like i'm trying to think the ones like like the the dr no one like she th- there was a secretary that she was she was kind of surprised to see him because he, they, they thought he would die on the road, you know, like getting to his right. her, her place. And then they decide to go out and then basically turns her, you know, turns her in or whatever, gives him the police right. or whatever. And then, then, you know, then they send assassin. But then, you know, like like the one in Moonraker, you know, like she she was not really like a bad girl. She was just she worked for Moonraker. You know, she worked for, you right. know, the guy. And, and I can right. think and she actually wanted to be in like a CIA agent. No, 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 not not Doctor Goodhead. The other one that gets killed. Oh. oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'm like, okay, for like for your eyes only. I'm like, okay. I, I remember that was the one I that was the first Bond movie I saw in theaters, and I'm like, oh, I don't think this one holds up well either. <laughs> like, uh, it's like, okay. I just have to go. I just, just ride this out, Sean. Just in, go back to those days. Don't look at it as an adult. Try to go back to when you were a teenager. You're watching these movies, going, "Oh my God, Bonds is cool. Look at that car. It's going underwater. How awesome is that?" Never mind the fact that he just smacked a woman because she got mouthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, there, there was a documentary, and it's just like you know, like there was there was times like different errors, and there was because it was of that age, but like, like you almost get the feeling that Bond forced himself on a lot of women. There is definitely a lot of creepy, rapey vibes coming off of him. Yeah, uh, and 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 I'm gonna say like, up until probably in I again not having seen the Pierce Brosnan, and when I revisit them, I'm I'm not sure if he does that because again they're still struggling with that. But I remember like in some of the Bond era, and definitely. I'm going to say, I know Moore's your favorite Bond, but definitely felt like more, in a lot more of the Roger Moore stuff, there was definitely like this smacking a woman, taking, forcing himself on her, and then she gets all like, oh, he's the best thing ever. I'm like, wow, that would not fly today. Yeah. The, the 80s, well, that was just a different time, man. 70s different and 80s, time. yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That was that was the error, you know, kind of thing. And and, and, and like I said, like, I... I, I he, but the thing is, is like, like you kind of you have to reflect the culture of the time it was made. I mean, you know, right, too, because right. it's not it's not like you look at it now and you know it's like yeah, it's a different era and those those movies didn't hold up. And you're but you're going, but back then, like a lot of like if you watch television or watch you know other movies, it wasn't that far off. Like some of the no. some of that stuff. So you're going. What it does, it does make me appreciate how we have grown as uh, for entertainment. It does make me like because I'm looking at those movies, going, "Wow, I can't believe that 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 flew back then." Like you know, back then, and I'm like, "Well, that was back then," and and it's like, "Okay, it was still this, and it was still that," and you know, and then I look at today, and I go, 
they don't do that anymore, or at least they shouldn't do that anymore. And, and I'm, I'm actually more, I, I enjoy it more. I'm like, okay, not the movie, but I'm like, I'm appreciative of the growth we've had in the entertainment industry for the most part, not all the time, but how we have tried to find better ways to, to establish female characters in movies, especially when they're supposed to be the, the they're not just relegated to sidekick or just side piece for them to get something out of somebody else. I was like, all right. All right. Like, Oh, you're not going to hit, you're not going to give me the answer. Tell me who it is. Smack. No smack. No smack. Okay. I'll tell you. Like, just like, oh, okay. If they, if I don't, if I can't make love to you, I'll beat it out of you. <laughs> like, oh, okay, that's just fine, you know. And but the worst part about it is, uh, not worst part, but I, in a way, because I am also uh, right now, I, I put, I did finish the first Bond book, uh, Casino Royale, and and he's, and again, those books are old too, and they're sent as pulp fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that part of me where he does have kind of a disdain for women in the business. And he, they are kind of like, and I'm reading it, it's going, wow. I just, like, a part of me is just like, wow, I'm, I'm really interested in reading more. Because I'm like, he, Ian Fleming only wrote 14 story, Bond stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Octopussy and A View to a Kill, or no, I think it's Octopussy and Living Daylights are, um, or no, it's... Um, Octopussy and License to Kill, I think, are short stories they put in one book. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of interested in that. Like, I'm interested in seeing because they, there is obviously a book order, but the movies did not follow that book order. They just picked and choose which ones they wanted at that time or which ones they thought would be interesting for that moment. Um, so I want to kind of see the progression of Fleming's Bond mm-hmm. to see if if anything changes or probably not, not in this time, but. I remember reading a couple Bond books that were by another art author because after a while they go, well, we we keep making movies, we've got to have something to write, you know, or at least we got to keep that got to keep that money train rolling. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's been like two other writers who have written Bond novels in the past that you know have tried to modernize it. So I remember re- remember reading one. I think No Deals, Mister Bond. I think was the one I read. But I'm like, okay, well, I'll just. Once I get done the Fleming's, I'm going to try, if I can, to read all as many Bond novels as I can. Because I'm like, well, maybe I can find, you know, I got, what else I got to do? I like reading, you know. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the new movie to come out, which comes out, like, next month. But, uh, so that's what I've what I've been doing. But Ed, I don't know what's coming out in video. So there, segue. <laughs> Bad segue to go ahead. What's coming out in Blu-ray and video? Uh, well, the first one would be uh, the think the big one of this week will be uh, Black Widow is coming out this week. Oh, Black Widow's coming out this week? Yeah, fourteenth oh. of uh, of uh, September. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I say I, I thought that would make bigger fanfare than it did. I was just kind of. I think it's probably because of this the lawsuit, and I mean, I, I mean, let's face it, Black Widow's. I'm excited to see it. And I want to see it, and I'm itching to see it. And I'm going to buy it because it's going to go to my in my collection. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's one of those things where it's now it's it's tainted because of the lawsuit. And maybe Disney's like, okay, we're just going to put it on video now because we're we're probably going to have to owe her even more money <laughs> because of the video release. So we have to pay her for that because that's in the contract. But also we're being sued by her by the it's it's we're just. Shh, just put it out maybe no one will notice 
<laughs> well, I was saying, I mean, you know, because you, like you said, like I, I watch Voodoo as well, and like there is nothing, uh, you know, uh, um, coming out that way. Sometimes they they put it on Disney Plus after the Premiere Access is over, and they put it for free, and that's right. that hasn't happened. So you're kind of going, huh? That's weird, you know, something. And I get you're right. I think it's I think it was what you said. Like it's it's basically because of this lawsuit type of thing. But I mean, it's, it is still a good movie. I I did see it in the theater. Um, you know, I recommend it, you know, um, it real, it was a really good kind of like end piece for her, um, as a, as a movie. So, you know, she, her, you know, like I know, you know, people don't want to buy it cause of Disney, whatever. That's, that's, that's fine. Right. Whatever, you know, whatever, whatever you feel is, is most appropriate. But, uh, like I said, though, I, you know, I saw it in the theater before this whole little, little shoot happened and I enjoyed it and I don't think it's going to really tarnish its reputation if I see it again, you know, and. You know, because right. I, I I did actually pre-order this time. <laughs> the uh, look at you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I you know I I had to, I had to make a deal with with Disney, so <laughs> right. So, so every right. once in a while you gotta you gotta you know pay up their yeah. obligations and uh, every once in a while you will get that. Oh, Ed, it's time. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, give your pound of flesh. Yes. <laughs> uh. All right, what else is coming out? Uh, the Boss Baby, the family business, is coming out on uh, Blu-ray, and uh, uh, so, so weird. You know, I went to Stuart when I went to Best Buy. I saw that Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat, was out on video, and I'm like, huh? I didn't know that. Like, I, I was like, hasn't it? How long has it been out? Like, I, there's just part of me that just looked at it and I was like, really? That's on Blu-ray right now? You didn't know I, that? No, I didn't. Well, we talked about it in release of the week. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, outside of the releases of the week, but actually physically seeing it on, like, the new release wall, and I'm like, huh, that's weird. Because I, I saw it day and date when it hit HBO Max. So I've already watched the movie, and it's like, oh, now it's out on video? That's kind of cool. Like, I don't think I'm going to buy it because I wasn't overly thrilled with the movie. It was entertaining. I was like, one of the things like, I'm glad I have HBO Max. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? But I was like, huh, I didn't know. It was kind of, it was weird to see it on the walls, basically what I was saying, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm like, all right. And I, and I, because I, I blame streaming and voodoo. Cause like I said, you know, I stalk my voodoo account and I keep seeing Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, early access, early access. I'm like, for like the least for the last few weeks. So maybe seeing it actually physical, I'm like, oh, that's right. There's, it's out, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Anyway. What else you got? Uh, there is. I don't know if you remember. There was a Columbia's Classics. Uh, there's a there's a Columbia's Classics 4K uh, Volume Two coming out. Uh, it's got eight movies. It's got uh, Anatomy of a Murder, Oliver, Taxi Driver, Stripes, Sense and Sensibility, and The Social Network are the eight movies that uh, they're this box set coming in. It's one of those huge box sets and it's got all these extra features. I'm not going to go through the whole features, but right. uh, you know, if anybody movie buffs, they can uh, definitely catch. Uh, what movies were those again? It was Anatomy of a Murder, Oliver, Taxi Driver, Stripes, Sense and Sensibility. And the social network. Oh, okay. All right. Some old ones and some modern ones. Um, then we have uh, getting 4K releases. We're getting the Shawshank Redemption on 4K this week. And okay. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters are getting the 4K. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it's weird which ones they pick for 4K and which ones they don't. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. There's certain, certain movies I never would have thought, you know, 
Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, which I have, by the way. Um, I just didn't think that that deserves 4K treatment. Really? <laughs> well, I mean, see, it's 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 like the old it's like the old DVD and Blu-ray days. Like like I remember like when when the media was like all VHS, you know, kind of thing. You're, you you know they were starting to sell that. And then DVDs came out and they were expensive, and you know, buying a player was expensive because it was new technology. And you, right. you know, you're like, you don't have to rewind anymore, and it lasts a lot longer, and it's smaller. You know, like all this kind of stuff. You, you, you know, you, you, you think of in your head, you know, kind of thing, and you eventually break down. And then eventually, you you look for movies that you know you want on now for your DVD collection, you know, kind of thing. Because I'm like up until what, like four years ago, it's like 2017, I think. Star Wars, like, was on Blu-ray, but even before that, I don't think it was like a couple years before that, before they they were out on disc, you know, like that kind of thing, like like just on DVD. At one point, you're going, wow, it took forever for Star Wars to to finally make it. You know, you only had the VHS copies for the longest time, or right. or uh, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark was another one. But I mean, like after a while, you were you 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 would see these DVDs and they ran out of the big titles, so they put these like minor titles, and you're going, really? That they're going to put that on DVD? I guess they'll put anything on DVD. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know okay. As we're talking, and, I, as we're talking, I went to my video account, you know, because I was curious about some something, and I noticed I, I don't know when I got it. It had to have been a deal or something because it's in standard edition. The original Battlestar Galactica movie. <laughs> I'm like because I have Battlestar Galactica Blood and Chrome, which I've never seen by the way, um, because I've got it when I got the box set for the 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 show mm-hmm. um but i was just noticing like that's big i got battlestar galactica like i got batman year one commemorative edition which i i don't know why it's commemorative edition but all right maybe it's just a cover but whatever um i was like battlestar galactica i don't remember ever why would i have that <laughs> like I, I know i would never have bought it it just popped up I, and i think it's because fandango bought out voodoo mm-hmm. and i joined my accounts um and i wound up like getting like like for whatever reason now i have two copies of boondock saints I'm like why why do i have it there twice because i didn't buy it twice um i'm like okay like like i'm looking at i have digitally a hundred six hundred and eight movies but does that count because it's counting fucking boondock saints twice so now it's it's Really, six oh seven? Like now, I have to go. I'm like, okay, well, why do I have two copies of that? Why did I, like, do I do I did I need two copies of something? Like, it doesn't make sense, you know. Or I used to have two copies of Nightmare Before Christmas, but I think I only have the one now. Like, certain movies popped up. Or here's one. This one's weird, and I, I should really shouldn't count it. Uh, there's a movie with Johnny Depp called Transcendence. Mm-hmm. Um, where he he gets um, he's an astronaut who gets basically possessed by an alien or gets killed and is replaced by an by an alien. Um, it's also got um, fuck what's her name? Um, uh, looking here, uh, Johnny Depp, Paul Bentley, Rebecca Hall, Kate Mara. Uh, it's oh transcendence. No, that's not it. That's I'm thinking the. Astronaut's wife. It's where he merges himself with a higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. Dr. Will Castro is a foremost research in the field of artificial intelligence. We're going to create a sending machine that combines collective intelligence of everything ever known with the full range of human emotions. 
His controversial experience made him famous, but they've also made him a prime target. Uh, he gets murdered. Um, prime target of anti-technology extremists who will do whatever it takes to stop him. However, in their attempt to destroy Will, they inadvertently become the catalyst for him to succeed. Um, but I had that movie. I bought the movie. It's a good movie. But for some reason, Fandango threw in a 45-minute documentary called Transcendence. Yeah, I got that. Oh yeah, where it's like it's it offers insight to extreme sports psychology, backed by the research of. Di- I'm like, why the fuck do I have that? I'm like, it's it's like clearly someone fucked up somewhere. <laughs> like I just what? Because that it's got nothing to do with the movie. It's in fact it shouldn't even be on there. And I'm like, well, I guess that makes it down to you know six oh six. Like a part of me is like, oh man. Maybe I don't have 600. Maybe I have less. I'm going to have to do some math and actually look. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something that popped up too, that the Watchmen. Um, I have the Watchmen and the Watchmen's director's cut. Um, the theatrical and the director's cut. I didn't have the director's cut at all. And that just popped up. Hmm. I'm like, all right, that, that's kind of cool because I like that movie and I would prefer they have the extended cut. But, you know, all right, you know, just saying like it's just going, it's going through because I wanted to look at check something out. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what else is coming out? <laughs> All right. Um, these next two were they they're 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 it's called Lotica Studios editions. Um, they're they're already out, but I figured you know if if, if people like different like releases and all, they might want to try uh, Kubo. Uh, and the two strings is a Latica, Latica Studios edition, it's Blu-ray and DVD. And Paranorman is another Latica Studios edition. Oh, okay. It's a Blu-ray and DVD. So I just think um, this one I, I I thought was interesting. Um, the Wizarding World a ten film collection, twentieth anniversary edition. It's coming out on DVD only um, this oh. week. So if you're you know I guess it's all the Harry Potter films basically. I think it's probably you know some. I always think those movies are put on DVD solely for parents to buy for their kids. Right. Yeah, I guess I think you know, it was cheaper or something like that. But right, or like, hey, I got a, I don't, you don't have a Blu-ray player in your car, but it has a DVD player, so we could pop that in. I don't know, DVD players would play a Blu-ray, but no, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. You know, so maybe it's like, hey, here's your all-car edition. Right. I, I, I don't know. It's just weird. Why would you know? I guess it makes it cheap, easier to produce, and someone who doesn't care about blu-ray who buy it on fucking dvd i guess there you go <laughs> all right what else you got and then the last one i was uh, just because it was a bruce willis direct a video type of thing it was called out for death uh it's coming out this tuesday so any bruce willis fans out there you know keep, okay. keep his career going and buy it buy his movies <laughs> yeah his career is just fine ed <laughs> All right, that is it for the movies and uh, television stuff. So uh, I'm going to move on to video games. Um, before we move on to video games, Ed, I text you. I, I sent you a message about a series that was on sale on Vudu, uh, the Highlander series. Did you get that message? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, I just didn't know. I was like, hey, did you take advantage of the eighteen dollars because it's still going on? No, you know, I didn't. <laughs> 18 bucks for the whole series? It is complete the complete Highlander the complete series for 17.99. Get out of here. I'm understand got it. No, I'm serious. Get the hell out of here. Um season 1, 2, 3, all 6 seasons. 
all for 18 bucks. Now, in all fairness, you can watch it free on Voodoo too. But I don't, yeah, but I don't... there's the same. There's 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 stuff like you know like you know speaking like like the Jabberwocky, the the Terry Gilliam film. It's you can watch you can watch it for free on on you know with with with, with ads. But right. it's fifteen bucks. Like if you want to buy it, you know, like right. I think, like there's movies that's like free. But if you want to buy it, like that's you know, throughout the commercials, it's like still fifteen twenty bucks. And you're going really like, you know, it's free. Like you can't make that cheap, you know, kind of thing. So I mean, to me, that's a really good deal for being, you know, you know, I, I do remember now that the the text that you sent me, and I'm thinking, oh okay, I'm thinking, I can't be every episode. Like it's just no way. I'm looking. I went through and individually, like season. If you just want to buy season six, let's say it's five bucks. <laughs> season five is six bucks. Season four is eight bucks. I think four, three, and two, one through four, I think are all eight dollars. But all together, you can buy them all together for a low, low price of seventeen ninety nine. <laughs> I'm like, sons of bitches! I have them all on DVD, and I paid an arm and a leg for it. I did. I totally did. Because it was like a, it was, it was, I had to go through like a, a website and then it would get shipped to me like every month and I had to make sure I paid for it all in full and it was outrageous. <laughs> and now I'm just sitting there going, I can fuck the buy whole thing goddamn digitally for it for like a fraction of the first season that I bought. Like, uh <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, okay, I was watching like episode one the, and, the, and the conditions, the visually it still holds up. I'm like, oh. and a part of me is like, well, I'll, I, I'm like, well, I get paid Friday. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> like, you know, if it's still available, I don't think so. It might not. Cause it's like fall TV sale, TV bundles. I'm like, well, I'll see. I'll wait. Maybe if it's there Friday, maybe I'll treat myself to it six seasons of Highlander. <laughs> Ed, what did, you, what did you do this week, Sean? Watched Highlander. <laughs> Here we are. We're the princes of the universe. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, mean, I did just buy the Highlander for five bucks the other week. I'm like, all right, you know, why not? Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Sean Connery's in it. <laughs> I mean, also, I also love that movie. I love, love, love that movie. I don't care how corny it is. That's <laughs> a good movie. Yeah, I get... it's a great movie. <laughs> so, what's coming out in video games, Ed? Uh, we have uh, Death Loop is coming out this week, developed by Arcane Studios and published by Bethesda Softworks for the PS5 and PC, and that come out Tuesday, September fourteenth. Then we have Eastward, developed by Pix Pixel. And published by Chucklefish for the uh, Switch and PC, and that'll be on Thursday, September 16th. Then we have Skatebird, developed and published by Glass Bottom Games for the Xbox One, Switch, PC, and for Linux for Thursday, oh, September 16th. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes. Linux is getting a copy. Uh, Aragami. Two developed and published by Lintzworks for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC. That'll be on Friday, September seventeenth. Then we have Nino Kino Two, Revenant Kingdom, developed by Level. <laughs> Nino Cooney. What did I say? 
It wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Kuni 2, Revenant Kingdom, developed by Level 5 and published by Bandai Namco for the Switch. And that's Friday, September 17th. And finally, Tellum, which is developed and published by Something We Made for the PS5, Switch, and PC. And that's on Friday, September 17th. It was made by Something We Made? That's what it's called. The company's called is Something We Made. Oh, okay. It sounds like a who's on first thing. It's like, Ed, when did we make a video game? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's something we made. That's what I'm asking. When did we make it? No, we didn't make it. It's something we made. <laughs> I, do we get paid for it? No, you got to pay them. Pay who? Something we made. What? Why am I paying for something that we made? No. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that for hours. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, I won't. All right, that was it. That is it, sir. All right. Okay, Ed. I'm gonna just get this one right out of the way. Um, it's nothing nerve related, but I did bring it up that I would bring it. I would bring it up. McDonald's broken ice cream machines under FTC investigation. All right. Uh. Everyone knows the McFlurry machines have been the butt of a jokes and source of frustration for years. It seems to be broken more often than actually being functional. It's gotten so bad that apparently the Federal Trade Commission is looking into it. Uh, TMZ reports that the FTC is investigating why the machines constantly go down. The problem has gotten so bad that there's a website dubbed McBroken, which tracks ice cream machines outages nationwide. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, according to the Wall Street Journal, McDonald's ice cream machines are overcomplicated to operate and very difficult to clean, which makes them susceptible to break down. The machines also require a nightly automated heat cleaning cycle that gets rid of the bacteria, but that can last up to four hours. Okay, so the journal also says that when the cleaning cycle fails, the machine becomes useless until a repairman can fix them. According to Vice... Uh, the company that makes the machines has a monopoly on repairing them and is even subject to a lawsuit from a rival company that invented an easier hack for the franchise to keep their ice cream machines clean and functional. <laughs> TMZ then reports that the FTC has sent a letter to franchises earlier this month wanting to know how the fast food company reviews suppliers and equipment, including the McFlurry machines. Dun, dun, dun. So, Ed, who knows? We might be seeing a lot more fixed and repaired ice cream machines at McDonald's. Well, it's it, it when you you mentioned this, I just happened to bought a McFlurry just on my way home today. <laughs> no, the the <laughs> she was working fine. I have no idea what you're talking about, Sean. <laughs> I I you know, like I I watch a lot of YouTube, basically that kind of thing, right. and then, like documentaries come up every once in a while. And, like there's like some small ones, like type of thing. And there's one guy is this guy's has a channel called John Harris is the guy, and it's the name of his channel, by the way. And it's called the real reason McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. And I thought this was like I'm thinking, all right, you know, and it's a half hour. It's like it's like 29 minutes and 45 seconds, guy. Kind of okay. And I was like curious. I'm like, I'm like, why do you know, like, like, like maybe yeah, he worked there or something like that? It's gonna be some pimply ass guy, like 
talking about this and here he that's what he did he he he's he's in that kind of like almost like an investigative reporter in a way to not like with like like hard-hitting stuff just like this goofy stuff that we right hitting people as we're walking out from the car excuse me excuse me sir is your machine working today (laughs) so apparently like he he, he's taking his kids out and they he decides to get him ice cream they can go to mcdonald's and they say it's broken he's going through the drive-thru and then he goes okay leaves then he goes to another one, and it's the same thing. And he goes, he goes all of a sudden, like I'm going, I'm going through like three or four McDonald's, and they're all broken. And he goes, how can every machine be broken, right. especially on a hot day or whatever? And here he, you know, he goes through like investigation and all. He finds this website, or I don't know, if, I don't know if he helped make it or not. I, I don't, I, don't quote me on that. It tells, it says he says in a documentary about it, about like. Basically, like you can you can go on this website and it shows you every McDonald's and it's broken, like kind of thing, like which which machines are working, where, you know, those kind of things. And here he finds out that the company that builds the machines also builds them for Burger King and for uh, Wendy's, you know, like right. type of thing. But with Burger with Burger King and Wendy's, they don't have exclusivities type of thing. McDonald's, you have to buy this machine for the franchise through through this company. They have a manual that they give you, and it's very complicated to read kind of thing. So basically, the idea is he goes, a lot of them will, a lot of them could be a thing is because they have to put everything in the in the machine in, at the end of the night and they turn it on. It does that clean, like you said. Right. And it takes four hours, right? So in the morning, it should be all worked. Odds are it errors out. Now, it gives an error that they don't know what it is. So they have to call a guy, basically, for them to come out. And it's basically 600 bucks just for them to show up. You know, type of thing, and if and it's not guaranteed that they're going to come out that day, kind of thing. Right. And, and McDonald's, like they've had meetings, they've they've had meetings. They said that they've they've enforced the fact that they should have their machines working at all times because that's like the they're having their Sundays and their and their ice cream cones is a big big factor in selling their merch, their food, sure, basically. So they turn around and basically they like like I said like Burger King and all they don't have to buy the machine well they they have upgraded the machine since then and Burger King and McDonald's at Burger King and Wendy's have like figured out like how to fix the machine themselves but they said the one common thing I was, I was getting at before I got sidetracked myself was one of the common things that McDonald's employees do is they overfill the hopper. There's a hopper on top, and they put all the the basically the chemicals that makes ice cream in the top. It cleans the machines out, and then it, it freezes. Basically, that's that's why it like takes four hours. Basically, it cleans it all out, and then it freezes the stuff, and it makes it ice cream. And then all of a sudden, they can start serving ice cream basically for breakfast if they wanted to. But like if it doesn't work, they have to reset it and do it over again and then runs for four hours. So instead of telling the machines down and they go, how long? And they go, I don't know. You know, it's, it's I said it like a while ago when it's like four hours when it's ready, it's ready kind of thing. They tell you it's broken. That's the, that's the easiest way to, to, the, the, to tell people. So their machine might be working. Like you go to McDonald's and get, get like something, but it's broken because they don't want to, they, they're, they're not sure what's wrong with it and they don't want to tell you that, you know, kind of thing. I mean, well, hey, I don't, I can just, I'm looking at McBroken right now, and I can tell you that the McDonald's on Oxford Avenue, where I'm on Street, apparently it's working fine. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but if you are at, let's say, uh, the corner of Adams and Tabor, you're fucked. Yeah. 
<laughs> so it's the same. Like, like there's, there's, there's a lot of machines. Like some of the some are broken, some are working. Like it's 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 just hard to say. And like I said, like, but the the thing is, is that they 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 they've Ooh. apparently have hacks. Like where they've they've McDonald's have shared information. The mm-hmm. franchise people have shared information of what to do, type of thing, and they they somebody developed software that would actually teach you what what to do, like what the steps are, <laughs> like through right. like because it's a lot, a lot of programming, like like hit this button, hit this button, hit this button twice, you know, hit this button three times, hit these three buttons in this sequence, you know, kind right. of thing, and it it basically puts you in these menu options. Well, they've gotten sued. That company's gotten sued by McDonald's and by this company that that makes this machine because they they you know it's just like you know like you should call a guy like that voids the warranties or whatever. And it's like and the guys are like, what warranties? I have to pay for it. Like every time every time a technician comes out, it costs me six hundred bucks just for him to show up, and right. then they 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 spend whatever time it is. You know, and they charge me X amount of dollars for how many hours they were there. It's not even like the six hundred bucks is included, like type of thing. Right. It's like, oh, it's four hours of labor, at like two hundred fifty dollars a piece. That's a thousand dollars right there, plus the six hundred plus these parts. You know, it's like Ed. I can honestly, I can confirm without a doubt because this was checked 72, 72 minutes ago that the McDonald's by my job machine's working. <laughs> so so that's the thing like like it, it to me it's it's funny you know because i actually talked to a couple of people about it. i'm like oh i saw this documentary blah 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 and a couple people like nah that's not true and i'm like uh you ever go to mcdonald's and have a broken machine go what the fuck you know like after a while you're going man it's a really hot day like you guys are losing business because you know you know you're losing that because of the you know it's like people would get ice cream today you know kind of thing your machine's broken you know and it's just like technically it's not you know and it's just you, you just you don't you know how how to fix it because they they're they're uh manipulating you in, into doing this because he, he he the guy actually has like if you watch the document has like the the, the documentation it's not like this guy's just getting stories and hearsay and stuff he has documentation he's actually posed as an as a repair guy <laughs> to go to mcdonald's to see the machine firsthand and monkey with it you know kind of thing like he's he's done like like you know like body cam type of things and stuff like that so i mean you say it's 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 a half hour documentary but it's interesting like like i said it was just it was just like flipping through and i'm like i'm like why do these machines don't work and i hit play but like i said like like i i find it fascinating but like i tell people about it and they don't believe me and like i'm like i, I don't well, it, it, i could tell you apparently 90 percent of the machines in alaska are working because <laughs> i'm looking at the map so the other ones are i don't see any broken ones they're all working except some are grayed out and it's because the reason why it's grayed out is because they haven't determined whether or not it's working or not right i'm like so no one called the store yet and go hey is your machine working because <laughs> that's what i mean who keeps this updated because this was you know like status could not be determined so that means someone called them and someone went i don't know how do you how do you keep this updated? You have uh, basically like the people that are in the know, like like because because I say like there's there's culture that we'll never see or understand at all. There's a McDonald's culture out there that like that's all they do, you know, and and they'll they they probably go round to their McDonald's going, you know, could I get an ice cream or whatever? Is it working today? And then they'll text it in or whatever to the website, and then you know, and then they'll update the. You know, as of this time, this is broken, you know, kind of thing. Or this is working, you know, like that's the thing because people, people love, you know, doing this kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I got nothing to do. I'll, I'll do this. You know, I'll, I'll just, I guess. yeah. You know. 
First of all, uh, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven machines in Hawaii. Seven McDonald's in Hawaii um, that are, have broken machines. <laughs> on Honolulu. And just saying. But most of them are working. I'm like, oh, of course they're working there. It's, what about Philly? <laughs> is this all around the world? So now I need to know. Wow, Ed, Europe. Oh, my God, Ed. <laughs> the United Kingdom is fucked. Why is that? Every single store I'm looking at, it is none but red. Yeah. I mean, there's some green in there, but I mean, it's, you know, when you pull back on the mount, when you pull back, I see more red than I see green. I'm like, wow. Those people in Manchester, man, England, England, are probably pissed off. <laughs> Liverpool, Leeds. I mean, Leeds has got a good ratio, though. Bradford. You want to go to Bradford, England, for your flurry. Do they call them McFlurries in over there, or do they kind of call it McFlurry? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> McFlurry. <laughs> All right, well, there you go. So there, Ed. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's, like I said, I, I, you know, if, if, if you got nothing else to do, watch that, watch the documentary. Um, it was, okay. like I said, it was worth the watch. To me, it was anyway, To just to see it, because I was just curious to see um, you know what was it? What is it about? Like you know, because it's just because after a while, you you know you you do that. You're like you, you especially like like if you're it's like you're walking and it's a hot day and you go to McDonald's. You're like oh, there's there there's like that like that moment of like going. Oh, I'm gonna get relief. You know, like it's a hot day. I'm I'm walking to McDonald's. I'm I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a Sunday or I'm gonna get an ice cream cone. This is gonna be great. You know, or I'm gonna get a shake. You know, kind of thing. This is right. this is this is gonna cool me off. You know, kind of thing. I'm gonna relax. You know, kind of thing. And then all of a sudden you go, yeah, we have ice cream today. You're like, fuck what? <laughs> <laughs> right, which means it's broken. What do you mean it's broken? Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it, I'm, I'm glad they're investigating this and hopefully, you know, now that they'll, you know, <laughs> right. Cause it's just, it does. It's, 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 it's that, it's that moment of like inconvenience, you know, in your life. Cause then you're going, well, I'm here now. Like now I have to go somewhere else. Like, you know, kind of thing. And it's just like, you kind of like, I kind of wanted a Big Mac and a, and a ice cream, you know, a caramel right. sundae or a hot fudge sundae, you know. Like, I wanted that. Now I can't have that. Now I'm going to be like, eh, you know, like cranky the rest of the day. I didn't get my, my Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to pout all day because I'm a flurry. Couldn't get one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right. Um, Ed, I don't know if you know it or not. It's just we were talking about James Bond. Um, there's a documentary that's available on for free on Apple TV called Being James Bond. It basically is um, to help promote the new movie coming out. Um, what's it, the new movie called? Uh, shit, Never Too Old to Die, No Time to Die. Um, it's going to be available free from September 7th to October 7th. Um, <clears throat> it's to help promote the movie, but it's like a 45-minute documentary basically on, um, what do you call it, Daniel Craig's Bond, mm-hmm. if you're interested. But what, what was the title again? Being James Bond, I was actually I was as I'm talking, I'm look. I opened up my Apple TV library and seeing if uh, if I could find it. E E Being James Bond movie for results, top result, movie should be free. Rent, uh, yep, rent for nothing. So if you want, you can rent it for nothing. So maybe I'll watch that tonight. 
There's also a movie I, I want to, I'm picking out. I'm going to buy eventually. Everything or Nothing. It's the story of James Bond. It's like a 50th anniversary mm-hmm. type deal. I'm probably going to buy that at some point as like a treat myself if it ever goes on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in this special 45-minute retrospective, Daniel Craig candidly reflects on his 15-year adventure as James Bond, including never-before-seen archival footage from Casino Royal to the upcoming 25th movie No Time to Die Craig shares his personal memoir memories in conversation with 007 producers Michael G. Wilson and Barbara Bercoli wow so I'm I'm I'm, I'm really curious now like especially you know uh, him because he was one of those kind of people that um Every time he said, he, every time he finished a Bond movie, he said, "I'm never doing it again." Right, and I, I, so, so you're wondering, like, 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 is he is he gonna is he gonna bring that up? Like, is, is that something right. you just hear and just you know crap or? Right, um, how candid is he gonna be? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just figured I'd let you know that one. Um, Ed Shazam star Zachary Levi wanted to be Deadpool, <laughs> um, but he also thinks Reed Richards would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find Richard. Recently, uh, Levi, Zachary Levi appeared at a Dragon Con uh, recently in Atlanta where he spoke about his career with fans. Uh, the subject of playing other superheroes on the big screen came up, and Levi named Deadpool as someone he had wanted to take for years before Ryan Reynolds got to it first. The next name he thought was uh, thought of was Reed Richards, knowing that his role would be cool, kind of fun. Uh, and his possibility would likely have a lot of Marvel fans talking about. Well, here's the quote. For years, I wanted to be Deadpool. I was so jealous that Ryan, he rocked that. When you see somebody do something that you've wanted to do for a long time, and they do it great, you're like, kudos, rock and roll. Uh, Reed Richards would be fun. But to be truthful, I don't even really allow myself to go down those roads because I'm because I'm, I'm so good. Um so set and the fact that I get to be Captain Marvel, Shazam, Billy Batson is such a fun dream role and I got so much different DNA than almost any other superhero so <laughs> so while it would have been nice to play Deadpool I guess I, I think he I think he makes a pretty good Shazam yeah I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to the sequel I'm trying to think uh, uh, speaking of day, we were talking about day and date stuff um there's a new Halloween movie coming out. Okay. Uh, it's called Halloween Kills. Have you not seen anything about that? No, I have not. Oh, okay. Well, Ed, if you're a peacock screamer, day and date. <laughs> Halloween Kills will go streaming in theaters on the same day. You can watch Michael Myers return on Peacock or in theaters. Um, on October 15th, Halloween Kills will be available to stream on Peacock at the same day it's released in theaters. So, I mean, Paramount's getting into the day and date release on their stuff too. How... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm gonna say it. I, I, I don't, I don't see how, how at this point in the stage in the game anymore, people are not, um, you know, more companies not doing that. You know, at this point, I mean, I get it, like how the theater, you know, is, is. is kind of important for box office tickets and the numbers and the contracts and stuff, especially, you know, like someone who's, uh, um, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, makes a deal that, you know, they have to make so much in the box office and that kind of thing, you know, to, 
right you know to you know how many weeks it's got to be in the box office and and stuff like that but you you the reality of it is is that like i just i feel that um you know uh sorry i was distracted a little bit but like with the, the 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 like basically the since the virus is not really going away you know we're still in this pandemic kind of world right. you know which sucks but you you're you're going like I understand, like, why, like, people would be pissed off and they don't want to, you know, uh, you know, um, they want they want everything to go back to the way it was. But it's just like it's still not that way. And it's not going to be that way for a long time. And you're just right. going to, you know, like, like all of a sudden now, like, like we, we got a little bit better. You know, now it's time to kind of go back to switch gears back to normal. And it's like, that's that's fine. And I, I you know, I look forward to that. But I think in the. For the most part, we're not going to have that, uh, um, you know, unfortunately. And that's, that's, it's a pain in the ass of it. But you just go and, yeah, I, I can see why companies now, like, will stream it, like HBO Max and and Disney and, 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 and everybody else, because that's the way, um, you know, the way it, sh- I guess, I guess kind of should be. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> yeah, 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 I don't know if you're, you understand what I'm saying, but, like, like it's it's just that you know like the, uh, you know the, having streaming on the same day is probably the smartest thing to do right at this point. Now, granted, I mean like, what's it going to cost if you're you know if you're you know if you're not a Peacock member you're using it for free? I mean, obviously it's going to be a, like a, a like a price or something. Like you're going to have to probably sign up for their for their uh, paid service uh, to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming their Peacock thing is probably anywhere from ten to you know. 15 bucks a month uh peacock right there um <laughs> just i don't know i'm gonna i'm opening up my peacock app well I, I know i know there's there's three levels of it i know i think there's like a five dollar level because that's the you know one with the commercials right that but they give you more do. content than if you were uh um yeah here you go it's uh peacock free there's peacock premium which is five bucks a month which is all access past everything Peacock has to offer, every movie, every episode, every season, all our live sports, more to watch, more to binge, more to love. Then there's the Peacock Premium Plus, which is 10 bucks a month, which is includes everything in the, the premium, plus ad-free streaming and the ability to download select titles on your mobile device. Uh, and it says asterisk, Peacock channels, events, and a few shows and movies still contain ads. Um, so the uh, $10 and $5. Now I'm going to assume that that movie is a ten dollar movie. Okay. Like if you're gonna, if if you're gonna, if they're gonna go put Halloween Kills on um, Peacock, you ain't watching it for free with commercials. You're gonna have to pay the premium price. Right. You're gonna, but again, uh, ten dollars, you know, to go see that, to basically have that movie in your house for, I guess, as long as it comes down, you know, which ultimately I don't think is bad because. You know, if let's say you're a fucking fan of uh, The Office, you get to have all the seasons because they only do the first five seasons for free, and then after that, you're you got to pay. All right. <laughs> you know, if you want to watch any of the football, football is free to watch if you're a premium member. Or Ed, here you go, just added the Notebook, <sighs> but that's you got to pay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, there's some good stuff and there's some bad stuff, but I mean. If you're gonna watch, like you know, of course, there's some remembering September 11th. Obviously, they all should be free. I mean, like, hey, you want to watch 
you want to watch America Remembers 20 years later? Give us 10 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't think that's going to happen. But, like, here it is. Here's the office. Uh, If I go to that, I have seasons. One through five are all free. But then after that, it's you got to pay. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, actually, to be honest with you, the 10 bucks doesn't really sound too, too bad to be commercial free and all. Because, sure. I mean, like, you know, like you, you go HBO Max, that's 15, you know, so you're, yeah. you know, and I think it's 10 for the commercial ones as you're going. And if you want to see the, I think the first run premieres of movies, you have to have the $15 version. You can't do the, the $10 version of that on, the, on them. So, I mean, granted, I mean, for 10 bucks a month, yeah, it's not that and, bad. And you can tell that they only they cater because, like I said, The Office, first five seasons, free. Then you got to pay for the rest. House, entire, se- entire series, free. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so, like, all right, well, then for 10 bucks you can get, watch Halloween Kills in comfort of your own home. There you go. That's the best way I put it. Um, last article for the night, Ed, because I mentioned it, and I have to, I have to bring it to the show. Not someone's going to call me on it. Ready? Yeah. Bringing us home with this one. Drum roll, please. Okay. Parents must pay son forty-five grand for trash in his electronic eclectic VHS porn collection. (laughs) (laughs) The highest valued film included Max Hardcore Extreme Schoolgirls sixteen, and the classic. Snatched to the future. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of love those titles. How how would you how could you make a porn version of Back to the Future? Got it. Snatched to the future. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the story goes: a man who a man whose parents trashed his massive porn stash will get. 30 grand from them to recoup the loss of his collection as ordered by a judge last week which was end of August uh, U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney in Kalamazoo, Michigan ordered David Working's parents, Beth and Paul Working to pay $30,441.54 to their son and more than 14500 to his attorney for le- in legal fees so he went, not only you could pay me for my porn, you're paying my lawyer who's doing the work for me. <laughs> and the judge went, that sounds fair. <laughs> um, according to the court's record pulled by Motherboard, MLive.com reported on the case last week, uh, working who is, by the way, 43 years old. <laughs> living, <laughs> living in Indiana, won a lawsuit against his Michigan parents in December of 2020. But the judge delayed making a ruling on the damages until last week, uh, or end of August. According to this series of excruciating emails and, and, and the lawsuit, Working's parents threw away multiple boxes of pornography and sex toys left behind in their home after they, after they kicked him out. <laughs> Son, you're 43 years old. We think it's about time you get a job. <laughs> we think it's time you move out. And you, we need you to move out because you're... St- your porn collection's massive, son. <laughs> Holy crap. He, he, Ed, he, go, he moved back in with them after a divorce and lived there for 10 months. 
but they called the police on him after he allegedly caused a disturbance in their home in August of 2017. <laughs> Ma, where's my porn? <laughs> How many times I told you stop touching the, the flashlights? I'll clean them when I'm ready. <laughs> you understand? It's not that I want to clean them. You're leaving them in the kitchen. <laughs> stop masturbating. <laughs> you can't fuck your way through life, son. <laughs> uh, two, two days later, according to emails from his father, they found him on the streets and took him to uh, Love, Inc., which is a Christian ministry center. <laughs> that same day, they found his porn collection and started throwing it out. Working repeatedly asked his parents for his porn collection back as the emails show. Look, I don't want nothing, but just give me my porn. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. I'm living by myself now. I'm almost out on the streets. I I don't know if I have, I don't, I don't know if Miss Wright's around the corner, but I can tell you Miss Wright's only a couple clicks away. <laughs> Miss, like, get me off. <laughs> he probably has a journal of like, oh, here's Snatch the Future 2 at 12 minutes at discounter. This is my favorite scene. Because, you know, it's it, when you have VHS, you have the little counter. <laughs> so he probably fast forward to his favorite spots and marks that in a journal. Like, oh, this is where this is where Marty does give it to his mom. But it's at, you know, it's at the counter reads 1,754. So let me mark that down. (laughs) 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 So that way I I can watch it and then rewind it back to zero. And it's right where I left it. (laughs) 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 So and then in December, according to a police investigator's report, working's parents brought him some of this stuff and he noticed items missing. And then he said, and they said they destroyed them. Working claim that the items totaled ten thousand dollars, and the emotional attachment to them will be worth around thirty grand. (laughs) 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 The emotional touch. I mean. Sure, you know, maybe the total of items were like ten grand, but you know what? That that saving Ryan's private, <laughs> the, the emotional attachment I had to that movie, because you know the first twenty minutes was so like made me feel like I was storming the beach in Normandy, <laughs> <laughs> storming Normandy's beach. Right, that's just that's incredible. Uh, I, I, my 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 private my bimbo part three. You know, like, <laughs> I had so many fond memories. It was, I, I saw that back when I was in high school. And, and you know, <laughs> oh, it's the emotional damage attached to them. Uh, emails between working and his parents outlined years, years of back and forth about um, working's divorce, his inability to find work or an apartment, and their disapproval of his vast foreign collection. In one email, his father, his father, Paul Working, can't go ahead and keep naming him, lists some of the genres he claims to have found in his son's stash. And okay, now this is where it does get like okay, it's kind of creepy if this is anywhere near true. It includes incest, bestiality, slavery, torture, and rape. Um, this is a quote: "Any civilization that tolerates or promotes these acts will not survive. Any individual who puts his puts this garbage into his mind, whether or not he commits these acts." 
will also suffer, he wrote in the email to his son in March of 2018. Um, <laughs> working out... God, this this is the reason why he, he got a divorce. This is good. He outlined his inventory of thousands of DVDs and VHS tapes in incredible detail in court documents, including titles like Piss and Fist. <laughs> Debbie does Dallas three, which you know, I mean, you need that after one and two. And, and <laughs> you gotta complete the collection. It's it's a trilogy. Um, and and big bad grannies. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking. Here's here's a screenshot of all right, and the screenshot I'm looking at, uh, Gangbang Fury. Rosebud 1992. I don't know. That gets sexy Euro Ain't a woman too. Uh, up our class. Uh, that's R with an, uh, the letter R. Um, huh. Looks like looks like a million. <laughs> uh, Captain Mongo's Porno Playhouse. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, this is a good one. Radioactive infected sluts from hell. <laughs> That, that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Uh, fuck Frenzy 7, because, you know, I'm curious about the first six. Might as well keep going. I've got the first six. Right. I mean, you know, once you get... It's it's like the Fast and Furious collection. you got to have them all. <laughs> you know? uh, Debbie for President. I'm assuming it's a spinoff of Debbie Does Dallas, maybe? You know? <laughs> Hey, my grandma's a whore. Three. <laughs> I mean, God bless her, you know. <laughs> she doesn't break a hip. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe grandma's like in her fifties. Like maybe she had a kid when she was like a, like late teenage years, and then her kid had a kid late teenage years too. So. Grandma could be like in her forties, maybe fifties. I I don't think that's gonna be the case. I think there's like eighty year old woman. I don't know. Let's just Google that. Um, here you go, Ed. I have the tigress. I wonder if that's a boxing film. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, there is unnatural. Could be a Sinbad kind of movie. Oh, you know what? You're right. I have the tigress. You're right. <laughs> It was back in 1988, though. Uh, <laughs> Apparently, it's by Bitco. Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm probably is a boxy movie. Then. <laughs> um, then, of course, you get your generic Big Bus Babes 28. Do you think he had 1 through 27? Because if he did, wouldn't he have had them listed? Like, like I mean, this goes from, like, one... Okay, just for the record, this screenshot goes from number 154 to 181. And they're not even alphabetized. That's kind of frustrating for me. Okay. I need the alphabetical order. That is just that that I'm right there, crazy person. My OCD can't handle the out of order of this porn. Right. And and some of them, like I'm looking at like number uh, I don't like I, I don't I don't get it. I'm like Okay, why do you have Fuck Frenzy 7 followed up by Debbie for President? That's, that's not even alphabetized. <laughs> and it's not even like you have it like, okay, I would sit there and go, okay, you know what? 
maybe he has them in release order. Like, you know, maybe like uh, Gang Bang Fury, which is 1992, <laughs> is followed up by Sexy Euro Girls, which is in 2004. They have the release up, dates of these? Right, and it follows up with Sex Tribe in 2002. Oh, my God. So I'm like, what kind of crazy person doesn't alphabetize his collection? <laughs> A forty-three-year-old divorcee <laughs> with his parents. That's who. I mean, I mean, and then he's got like here. I love this title. It's just called Working Girl. Yeah. Wicked from the year two thousand. I hope. I, hope <laughs> I mean, hope it doesn't get confused with the other Working Girl with with Harrison Ford <laughs> and Melanie Griffin. Like, oh, I got the wrong one. But it's followed up by chasing the. Chasing the 50s, by the way. <laughs> I don't think that means the era. <laughs> Something in me just says chasing the 50s is not like 1950 to 1959. I think it's <laughs> people in their 50s. Probably women in their 50s. Right. Which is fine. If you're going to be like, you know. Um, and again, like I'm like I'm looking. Big Bus Babes 28. Why? Where's, where's 1 through 27? And why aren't they on the list? Does he not have them? Is that like a wish list item? Like, like, I, like I know I, I really love Big Babe, Big Bust Babes 28, but I had so many questions because I didn't follow 1 through 27. Like, are they all the same girls? Because this plot is crazy. Assman 19. Perverted POV 2, Ed. I just, uh, so here's a quote. It is very difficult to find a price for many of these items. Many titles are unavailable. And when I say unavailable, I mean unavailable anywhere. And he capitalizes anywhere. Porkin wrote on his inventory. I've had these titles on my wish list slash want list for a year with no postings. Think, quote, not just out of print, but the entire studio making it is dissolved. And that was 20 years ago. I bought all of these items either in new slash mint or VG plus condition. Uh, I don't know what VG plus is, but very uh, good. Played... Oh, thank you, Ed. Um, <laughs> I've played them maybe once or twice because I didn't want to get them. I didn't because <laughs> I didn't want them to get scratched or messed up. You mean sticky? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the list details thousands of DVDs, VHS tapes, and sex toys. Uh, here's particularly valuable pieces, Working said, were Max Hardcore Extreme Girls 16, which was 100 bucks. <laughs> Older Women Eat Pussy, which <laughs> 100 bucks. Muff Divers Delight, 100 bucks. Oh, at least this one's polite. Fuck my ass, please, eight. <laughs> this is polite. For, for 100 bucks. And the elegant age old nineteen ninety two classic Snatch to the Future for a hundred dollars. That's his most expensive ones. That's weird. All right. Uh, his father wrote an email to working in January two thousand eighteen that they found twelve moving boxes full of pornography plus two boxes of sex toys and threw them all out. The amount was awarded after a Victoria Hartman, director of Erotic Heritage Museum near Las Vegas, appraised working's inventory. Wow. Right. So here's a quote. There's plenty of porn on the internet if you want to watch that, Dad. Try you porn or X Hamster working wrote in a December 2017 email. Believe me, 
I know you need it with mom around. I needed it with Mary around. <laughs> Meanwhile, for me, there are there are college girls out there waiting to be made into women. <laughs> wow. He went on to list everything he left at their house, and he wanted it back, including the sex toys, which he don't get into details, my music CDs, my tambourine, <laughs> my, my, my black comforter. Uh, is it black at this point? My, my record player, my wedding rings. Wedding rings, plural, by the way. Uh, there's an 8 eight eight by 10 Gessotes canvas. I don't know what that is. My art bag, a quote, owners gets clipped poster, one container of smutty magazines, and a bunch of PS Vita games, including Raymond Origins and Little Big Planet. See, I knew I'd get to the nerd shit. <laughs> <laughs> I just, my, it's like, if he, if that's order of importance, his sex toys were over his music, and, and his tambourine, out of all things, like, Really? Could you just go to a music store and get another tambourine? How how emotionally attached are you to that tambourine? <laughs> like, well, I, you know, I'm naked. I'm I'm banging one out. I'm banging my tambourine at the same time. <laughs> um, uh, another quote. Other thing was just stupid. Why did you keep so many VH tapes? Did you just want to get arrested? I mean, who buys VH tapes nowadays? Paul <laughs> Working wrote. Do you even have a tape? That's his father. Do you even have a tape player? Frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff for you. You are smart, you, and you will get you will get counseling and give up your porn addiction. However, if you really want to totally ruin what's left of your life, by all means, go ahead and sue me. Oh, jeez. So Dad basically went fuck around and find out, and his that kid's like, "Okay, you owe me forty-five grand." <laughs> and the judge went, "Yeah, pay the man." <laughs> the emotional toll. <laughs> I mean, thirty thousand thirty G's in emotional in emotional distress. I worked I, I worked my job to pay for this porn collection, Dad, and you just threw it out. How dare you, son? You're forty three years old. I mean, you're right. There's porn on the internet. Just start downloading it again. I'm sure somebody you know might have just kind of transferred it. Maybe. Nope, can't find it nowhere. And then to have that list, <laughs> you actually contacted somebody in Vegas went. These are the movies I have. Can you please appraise them? Oh, that's quite. You had, you know, fucked from the future too. Like <laughs> that's incredible. That you know how hard that one's to find. That was at least worth a hundred bucks. Snatch to the future. Do you have the trilogy? Because I mean, if you do, that ups the price. Uh, and they're they're very good, almost near mint issue. Only 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 watch the first ten minutes of each movie. If you if you have the animated series attached with that, it right. really brings the value up. Right? Does it come with the extra footage? You know, of where they had the, another actor play Marty McFuck before? You know. <laughs> Like, you know, I heard they hired one actor and they did most of the <laughs> filming and then he didn't really work out. So they replaced him with an up-and-comer. <laughs> and he really worked out great. And everyone loved him. <laughs> Michael J. Cox. <laughs> yeah, I heard he's great, you know. Whew. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I'm so distraught. I thirty grand. 
emotional damages. I just, I just, <laughs> just starting to think like to throw away my shit, will you? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna sue you and win. <laughs> that's the, that's a judge went. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, I mean, I could like look. You can replace the you know. I'll you should pay for what you threw out because it was his stuff. You threw it out with his consent. You should replace that stuff or at least pay for the damages for that. That's 10, 11 grand. But you know what? He's asked for 30 grand for emotional damages for it. Sentimental value, I guess. You're going to have to pay that too. <laughs> and then also it says here you got to pay his legal fees, which is another 15 grand. <laughs> so overall, your total bill is 45 G's because you threw out your, your son's stroking collection. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like clearly he's clearly he's distraught because when he made a list, he didn't put it alphabetized. He didn't itemize his stuff. It's just, it's just clearly, it's, there's no order to this list at all. I can see why your wife divorced you, sir. Structure. Structure. I, structure. Clear list. Maybe you can make a clear list of stuff and stick to it in this. Maybe she wouldn't have left you, or maybe you wouldn't be in a divorce, sir. Like, just, maybe she was just asking for, like, some, some clarity. Like, maybe she just wanted a shelf for her own porn collection, and you denied her that. Like, <laughs> and the sex toys, really, sir? Like, <laughs> okay, they're slightly used. By you? No, I bought them off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, I'm, yeah, I'm his lawyer. I'm just—I know he's crazy, right? But I like to get paid. So can you add on some money so we have a stipulation that his parents are going to pay for my fee? It's fifteen grand. <sighs> what? Imagine if he lost. <laughs> I mean, I guess if he lost, no one would know. Right? See, I know. I, I know. I think. <laughs> I think, That'd be a nice story. I think I think it'd still be a good story either way. <laughs> I tried to, and I get a feeling just from the article that he's proud that he got this money from his parents. Him just I mean, well, he's unemployed, but you know, going on job interviews. So what's your what do you expect? Well, I don't know. Like right now I could take some I really don't need this job because I just got a nice little one full of money. I got about thirty grand sitting in the bank. Oh really? How'd you get that? Sued my parents over my porn collection. <laughs> Like, like, really, sir? You're you're applying for a job as a daycare worker. Uh, maybe you shouldn't have said that. <laughs> That's all right. Most of them are legal. I was say, like now, now he's going to be like a pariah. Like, yeah, you know, everybody, anybody who Google's his name will find. Right. Will find this, you know, kind of thing, and it's just like, you know, like he's going to be very limited on jobs. He's going to be, he's going to work at McDonald's. <laughs> Maybe he can fix the McDonald's machine. Blurred me. His, the perfect job for him would be one of those adult bookshops. I mean, think <laughs> those, I mean, I mean, those days are gone. No, they still have them. They still have the porn, the, the stroke places, adult bookshops. They're still out there. They're not as like, you know, they're not like, oh, look, one every three blocks. <clears throat> but they're still out there. You know, he could, and 
Yeah, and like yeah, he goes to like a nice suburban area, or like you know, or maybe in a more dense urban area. You know, he might be able to find like you know near a strip joint. There might be an adult magazine store or mm-hmm. something like that, or some place that sells. I mean, yes, I understand that the porn industry has taken a great hit because of the internet, but porn pornography still gets created and made for a heart for you know some people don't have the internet they like to touch themselves the old-fashioned way through porn you know through cds and dvds and video obviously videotapes you know i mean <laughs> just, it just seems a little strange i mean it's just feel like he'd be, it'd be perfect for him because he gets to work in a place that he knows i mean he clearly knows the product if he remembers the titles he could write it all down Right, and, you know, he clearly has a a um, you know, um, a working knowledge. Right, a working knowledge. He's got like a it's a niche market, and and it, it fits for him. I mean, the only problem you would have to worry about maybe is him taking his breaks a little too long, because <laughs> surrounded by all that porn, he might go a little like, oh, I got to stroke, I got to tug one out right now. I'll be right back. Like he's taking like a pee break every hour, you know. <laughs> Because he's in his 40s. He can't, I mean, he might get two, three tops in an eight hour shift if he's lucky. You know? I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask. I mean, you know, <laughs> especially, you know, in, a, in an eight hour gap. Yeah. I and mean, that's, you know, he comes home tired. <laughs> I bet she's got really, really good grip strength in one hand. <laughs> It's very calloused. Right. Calloused working. In. But, you know, I guess he, he works at because he, he plays, you know, his PS Vita, apparently, yeah. still. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well, there you have it, folks. That's my that's that's the show. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Geeksters here on your local podcast place. <laughs> When you, when you downloaded it, streamed it, I don't know. However you decided to do it, <clears throat> just don't sue us for it. You <laughs> 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 don't have 45 grand to just show out. <laughs> you can throw us away. <laughs> right. You can delete us. We're always here. It's free. You didn't pay for nothing. So why should we pay you if you decide to get rid of it? <laughs> you can always download it again. Just download it again. It's free. Don't cost nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the memories that you have last longer. We are. Like, we have no value whatsoever. No, no there's. You probably get sued for emotional damages. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was that time I was listening to them talk about you know this guy who sued for porn and wound up getting like you know thirty grand in emotional damages. I was really hurt by this episode. <laughs> I, I just felt like I, I they they weren't as funny as they usually are, so I'm suing them. <laughs> I expect my level of filth to be a little bit more dirtier. <laughs> They're kind of pure on this one. <laughs> I don't understand. It's very PG, and I strictly signed up for the PG-13 edition. <laughs> I mean, maybe R. I dropped the F-bomb way more than I should. You know, especially we're talking adult titles. That would definitely get an R rating. <laughs> anyway... So if you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Of course, if you want to contact Ed on anything you've seen or heard, you can contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Sean at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was one of the-
Wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 